It's the Tiltcast, episode 532, Game of the Year, part one. And this week, guys, we talk, we laugh, we cry, as we start narrowing down our list for top games we played this year. Stay tuned. We bitch. We complain. It's all fun. Uh, <sighs> we're back it is it is what is it january 7th 2023 it's a year man yep episode one of season 14 jeez um it's still cast an m show i'm nas i'm jason i'm rusty the three of us you're gonna get a different show today but there will be a little bit of bullshit a little bit of bullshit. There will be lots of games and no news. Um, <laughs> we're we're shaking things up. This is the we're going to do a two parter, right? Because these episodes can be long enough as it is. Um, our game list is rather large, and it's there's a little bit of a shakeup going on because there's not there's a large game, a large amount of games, but there is a very not so large list of 2022 games because 2022 <laughs> kind of sucked. Kind of did. There were some huge hitters in 2022 and a whole lot of mediocrity surrounding it. Right. And I've listened to a couple of other Game of the Year episodes from other shows. Um, and it's just like that the screaming right. child, <laughs> screaming child in the background. Yeah, it's just like hang that. on. <laughs> Sorry guys, I'll be back. Right. Um but honestly like some of the stuff that we played this year is obviously the same as your big outlets, right? Um you're going to hear some of the same things, right? Like we all played, well, at least two or three or four of us have played Elden Ring. Um that's right, I said four. This Yeah. Next week is going to be a, a five-person podcast cuz we have guest people coming onto the show. Yes. Um, from podcasts that you probably listen to. And, well, Trent has been on the show for 250 episodes or something like that. And he's coming back to do Game of the Year with us. Nice. It's always nice when Trent's around. Yeah. I, you know, I want to see him every other month or so. do miss having him on the show. Right. But um, long story short, well, not long story short. Long story long. There is a, uh, long. how many, this list has 84 entries. <laughs> we're not going to well, say all, we're not going to talk in detail of all 84 games today. Right. Um, we're narrowing it down to the categories things might be contenders in. And I don't know how many people, how many people, how many games that is per category, but there's not... We're not locking anything in today. That's what we're going to do. We're, we're having our guests on next week also to kind of throw some throw some uh, wrenches and everything to make it a little bit more interesting um, because all of their votes will matter. Um, but the categories we have is going to be Wish I'd Finished, Biggest Surprise, Oldie But a Goodie, Worth a Mention, Biggest Time Sink, Totally Biased Worst Game, yeah, most anticipated for 2023, which would be a small section we talk about at the end of next week, right? And brown notes, brown so, notes, 
brown notes Those are things that just when you think about them, they make you want to crap. Yeah, like they actually may physically make you upset. Right. Um, which there are some games like that. There are a few games that you know. There's some like, very yeah. popular games like that that I just can't stand. Right. Um. My God, Jason, you've got all the sounds coming from your fucking microphone. Hey, what can I say? <laughs> that was just my vape, too. Right. You've got the mechanical keyboard sound. You got the kids sound. You got the vape sound. It's just clickety clacking. Right. So here we go. What, what's this? So, Jason, this... I'm going to pass this back over to you. Well, you guys, we had Christmas. It happened. That's end of our bullshit. Jason, what, uh, where are we going with this? <laughs> Wow. All right. So happened. <laughs> where we're going, I think uh, we're going to start talking about some games that released this year that uh, that we as a group uh, at least played, at least one of us played to some extent first. And and then we may hit some some older games, depending on how much uh, how much time we burn through here. So in in your in your short summary, whether or not it should even be a part of this year's discussion, we'll just, no particular order, we're going to go ahead and start here. Uh, Monster Hunter Rise. Monster Hunter Rise. <sighs> I played a fair bit of that. Um, it was... I, I'm going to say it goes in games I wish I had finished. <laughs> uh, well, I did Did a you finish it? Well... Technically, yes and no. Was that so? Monster Hunter Rise and I it released like the Sun was... Sunbreak DLC too, right? So Sunbreak DLC, I didn't play. Um, I I just never really got back into it, and I got right up to the last boss, I believe, um, of Monster Hunter Rise, and I crapped out. Uh, it was I, I mean, Monster Hunter games are very grindy anyway, right? So it's not Monster um, Hunter Three. Or world, See, it's not Monster I like Monster, Hunter. Monster Hunter World more. That's what I mean. It's not Monster Hunter World. That's that's a fantastic four four point five game. It, it's not. Yeah. It's not quite that. I don't know that. If, I don't know that it hangs. So Monster Hunter Rise has uh, has its you know has its thing. So the big thing with the like the 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 sling bug and the fucking like you know you it's fucking gimmick Tarzaning through the fucking areas right. It's Those ga- are, the game mechanics gets in the way of the game being fun, in my opinion. Well, the the mechanic itself of you know of uh, being able to basically take over one of the monsters, use them as a weapon for a little bit, uh, is uh, it's it's all right it's when it a, works. It's well, I think it works. You know when it feels you know to, when it feels like you're not driving a dump truck in an alleyway. Yeah. Okay. Well, there's that. There's um, plenty of arenas that are too small to really get much of a wrangle on a dinosaur and do much of anything with it. Yeah. It, it's, it's like that. It's like in Austin Powers, you know, how he like does the, the what do you call that type of turn, right? You go forward. It's kind of like parallel parking, but you have very little room. <laughs> like, just yeah. Back and forth in the hallway. <laughs> yeah. And they don't reverse, right? So, like, I don't know. I don't yeah. think I don't. Do you, are you going to fight for it to be on the list or no? I I see. I had I had my fun with it. 
but I, as as monster hunters go, it's okay. But I'm a big uh, I'm a big monster hunter world fan. Yeah, I am uh, too. Like I wanted more of that. The more I played Monster Hunter Rise, I wanted to go back to World because to I, me World was like one of the better games. Yeah, like probably one of my top 20 and it's it's not right, anywhere so, close to that. Yeah. There's a reason why I haven't gone back to Sunbreak. All right. So, there's that that would be the reason. All right. What do we got right. next? And Here's one for Justin, Dying Light 2. I think me and Rusty. Justin. Yeah, me and Rusty both played that. Yeah. Oh, nice. As, I didn't realize a, Rusty played it. As I had to play this game because, because Justin had said that I had to play this game. He basically challenged me to play a zombie game this year, and that was the zombie game I played. I, I like Dying Light 2. For me... So, like I feel like I'll go into more detail if I have to fight for it, mm-hmm. but it was one of the games I sunk a lot of time into that I didn't feel like I was. I feel like I could probably go back into that game, but I really want to play Witcher right now. I have no desire to play that game again. Um, will I say that it's something that should be talked about this year? Yeah, uh, I don't think it should be excluded. Uh, I think it's it's a contender. But I can tell you just from I, I like the original Dying Light and that's why I didn't mind playing Dying Light 2. Um but it's a an experience that I won't repeat again. That's fair. Fair. Alright. And then here's a game we all played that's been in early access for a while that got full release this year. Vampire Survivors. Absolutely. Oh, not on the list. It goes on the list. <laughs> I mean, I agree. It, for, for, for what it is, you know, it's not, it's not a highly stylized, overly flashy game in, in the sense that most people think of. It's got in adamantium. Game of year discussions, but. It's got adamantium bones. The gameplay is so, it's so solid. The the fact of the matter is here is I was I was actually reading a little bit up on this and the developer for this was like, yeah I was trying to find a mobile developer that would you know that wasn't predatory, uh, and I couldn't find one, so I just released it for PC, and it and it blew up and I have no idea why it blew up. He says I have no idea why this game is so uh, so popular, but I'm happy about it. Yeah, the mobile version I think includes. Ads you can watch. I think it's ad supported is what they're doing. Right. But I mean he was I guess there was a lot of uh It's a really small team. Like I like think it was, started with one guy and he grew the team because the game has sold millions. Right. Well it's a game that could have easily been on a phone. Easily. Uh but it's just you know, it it's just gained steam on steam. Um and it's a good yeah, game. I don't. I don't know how many games, uh, how many times I've. Uh, it's a lot of hours in that game, and it has spawned so many uh, different games that are now survivor likes. <laughs> so you, so I mean, if you look at Steam and you just type in the word "survivor" in the search, 
you get so many different games that has taken the survivors part of that name of that game vampire survivors is the first from what i understand so, it's a it's a it's a bullet hell where you are in the center of all of the madness and you are trying to keep your character from getting hit while managing using your somewhat random abilities to hit other things and it's it's, it's got good progression and good like we'll talk about it more that game's just good right it, that game yeah. spawned a genre so if a game can spawn a genre it's got to be talked about I mean, the mark, the mark of success is when you have 10 mobile clones before you even get on mobile, right. there you go. You, you've successfully made a great game. Steam had like 15 or 20 plus uh, of, you know, of knockoffs before Vampire Survivors had a 1.0. So, I mean, <laughs> there, there are... There are mobile clones that are actually doing real advertising trying to get people to play their game. Right. Like, successful. Crazy. Um, I mean, yeah, there's even, you know, there's even other games that spawn off of that genre that we've played this year. So. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Well, let's, let's keep Long, moving. Uh, Last Ark. L- Lost or Lost Art. Sorry, I think it goes in the brown note carrot category. Oh my god! Yeah, uh, that is not a contender for this year. Fuck that game so hard. Um, I thought for sure uh, at the beginning of this year. This, I mean, it was like a, uh, a January February thing. I was super hyped for Lost uh, Lost Ark. It looked like you had it been would talking be about really it for six months before that thing launched. Right, and I'm sitting here going, okay, so this is an MMO. I'm already kind of predisposed to fucking playing MMOs, right? Um, but it was an MMO that had like ARPG bones to it, uh, and sort of. I was, I was all about. I was all about that. I could kind of, you know, take or leave the Koreanness of it uh, because it is kind of quiet in some places. But um, kind of, <laughs> uh, very scantily clad. So, uh, it in in some spots, but man, it was it was one of those games where I was just I was hoping that it would be awesome. And it just turned into a massive, massive grind fest with artificial progression walls and uh, and a lot of uh, a lot of shit that has to you know, a lot of questionable shit because of uh, cash shopping. I so I put thirty five hours into it, and then you had gotten considerably farther and started talking about all the grindiness of the of the, the end, end game, game. right? And yeah. I was so fucking bored playing that game, right? It, it, I understand it now, but at the time I didn't understand why the game was so fucking easy, right? Mm-hmm. Like literally some of those quests take like 45 seconds to complete. You right. pick up, it takes more time to read the quest log than it does to complete the quest. And some right. of the quests are so fucking mindless, like go kill this thing in this area. And then all these things are really fucking easy. And then I got to the point where I just started trying to pull the whole fucking map. So I wanted and some kind could. of, and you could, and then it didn't die. Like I just had so many fucking health potions. I got towards the end of the progression before you started to do the grind progression. It's like, oh, I was starting to go a little bit harder. 
but it was never that hard. Like I died twice in forty hours. Like right. Well, you can you can actually you the the dying from uh from shit actually is in Endgame. Everything else about that game is basically uh get through the story as fast as humanly possible. But, but you don't so fuck that you can get to it. But the the story is so lazy. It's it really is. There's one good set uh set piece moment that or, yeah, like there's a big there's mind. a big there's a big battle moment that was pretty cool. That but, was it. And that's the only thing I remember. Everything else about that game is just it's a stinker, man. Like let's just leave it in the brown note category. How much mm. I, I'm not looking to shame you, Rusty, but you were so hyped that you spent how much? Like a hundred oh, plus Jesus bucks. Christ. I bought the platinum package, so that was like fucking a hundred, hundred and fifty bucks or some <laughs> bullshit. For for a fucking free to play game. Like it I it's not it's not um it's not Warframe levels of uh, of of money sink, but I really, really regret playing any form of Lost Ark. Okay. I, it it makes me sad. It's very sad. Well, move on, move on, Jason. Well, all right, moving on. Horizon Forbidden West. Oh boy, here we I go. I have. Okay, yeah. so. I want to save most of this for next week for our special guest. But I will say, I got hung up at the very beginning of that game wanting to get to the game to be a game, right? So, like, I played through the tutorial, and I was like, here's some things that are pretty neat. I'm really really into this so far, right? Shows you some basic mechanics. Shows you, like, I started, like, hunting some machines. I was like, all right, this is pretty cool. And then shows you kind of, like, how to climb and all that other stuff. And then it takes you to town, and then... Started realizing how extensive the dialogue wheels are um, in the conversation trees. And each one of those conversations with each NBC is like 10 to 15 minutes. And <laughs> it ended up taking me just in a tutorial area, right? Like f- an hour. And I still hadn't got to gameplay. And I was so impatient. I was like, all right. And then it takes me down this like big zip line elevator thing. And then more dialogue ensues, and then it's like, now I'll go to chain scrape. And then I, I killed like one thing on my way, and then I realized I had a whole nother hour of dialogue. I was like, fuck this game. And I turned it off. Granted, <laughs> I'd just come back from playing Elden Ring, which doesn't hold a hand, handhold at all. Like, I felt disrespected as a player. And I put that game on hold all the way till last week. And it did <laughs> redeem itself. I put in 55, 50... 57, no, 56 hours, I played it like a second job. Not just to play it, to talk about it, or to talk shit, but I genuinely did enjoy some time that I had with it, right? Mm-hmm. Um, it has some issues. Mm-hmm. I don't think it'll be my game of the year, um, but I think it belongs in the discussion. Um, I, and I, I want to talk about some of those issues with somebody who's... Uh, totally biased for it, which is one of the reasons I really wanted them to be on the show (laughs) Um, for next week's episode, because uh, they have some legit arguments as well, right? So, um, yeah, I I enjoyed my time. I enjoyed my time. There are some things that I don't like as much. I think the enemy AI gets so aggressive that it's hard to do cool shit. 
because you just feel like you're getting waffle stomped all over the place and you got like four things ganging up on you and it's like, what do I even do? I just laid down a trap and now I hit my own trap and then all the things hit the trap. And we're all dying together now and I, I don't even have enough time to like get into a space where I can like shoot something because I'm just, oh, and then I like ran out of stamina because it's the third time I've rolled. So now I've got to go into a recovery period while I... Shit, I should have saved my slow-mo. Like, there's, mm-hmm. there were some frustration moments, but I didn't do every single side quest, but I did most of the side quest. I didn't do every single ruin, but I did a chunk of them. I did every single cauldron and every single um, tall walker. Um, okay. And 90% of the side quests, there's a handful of side quests that was locked out because of a mount type that you get towards the end of the game. And I did a couple of those post-game, and then I was like, okay, I played this Thursday to Thursday, and I put 56 hours into it. I've got scene credits, seen the story through, I'm good. Okay. And, yeah, so I'm I'm good. Much in the way that you played Dying Light, that's kind of where I am at probably with Horizon. Yep. But But I don't feel like all that time was wasted, or I wouldn't have played it like a second job. I I would have quit. That game does... It has some really great moments, uh, and you can actually, like, you can see they spent a lot of time making that game beautiful. That game does just, like, pop. If you've got all of the, you know, if you've got, like, a 4K TV and you have all of uh, all of it set, you know, just right. I mean, even even on my piece of shit TV, because I played that, uh, played that on a fucking piece of shit, um, it looked great. On my piece of shit fucking like, you know, HD TV, you know, it's, it looked awesome. Um, and I, uh, I, I felt like the game was about, uh, it had overstayed its welcome by about five hours. I think that game was just, t- just the, uh, the tiniest bit too long. And I think somewhere along the line, the writers, you know, did a line and uh said you know what it's about it's it's about uh it's about time we we wrap this uh the story up (laughs) uh then here's moving to a game i think is a sure end just to move things along elden ring another (laughs) absolutely i mean i don't think we need to say anything more than that I want to save I mean, my discussion for that for next week, but it absolutely goes on the list, in my opinion. It's definitely going to be on the list. I mean, it's on everybody's lists, but still. For good reason. Right. So. Moving I mean, on, Weird West. Weird West. That would be a that would be a Justin game, because I tried it and I bounced off a of hard. <clears throat> Weird West. I I've, say I, I bounced off of it after about three hours. I think... It has some things that are good about it, but I don't – it's a good – to put on a Metacritic, it's a good 75, right? Okay. So like a – So it's like a three for you. No, three sixty percent. Or a four, I mean. It's 3. not even quite a four. It's Sorry. like a 3.75, 3.9, something like that. Yeah. It's a decent turn-based game, and it's got some really cool art, and I – like the story all right. I don't know that it belongs on a top 10 list, though. 
It's a it's a buy on sale if you like turn based stuff. There's some things I don't like about it quite a bit. All right, and we'll put yeah. All right. I don't know. Do you want to keep it on the list for uh, for? Does it go on Wait. a different list? Does it go on the list for you know, for this year? Do we want to exclude it? Yeah, we're not sure exactly where we want it to go. I don't think. Maybe right. you can. Yeah, we'll we'll be a little bit more in depth later. Okay, that's fine. Um, Rogue Legacy Two. I still suck at that game. Uh, <laughs> I'm going to say exclude, that's... but it might actually be a good game. It's it's not. I don't think it's. Uh, I don't think it's. Ex- uh, I don't think it's a, a game of the year worthy to me. It is good, and it's a good continuation of Rogue Legacy, and I spent some uh, a decent amount of time playing the game, but you have to be... You've got to be... Super be precise. That game. <laughs> Super precise platformer. You do have to be good at that game, and I think... You have to be really the, good uh, at Castlevania, and I'm not very good at Castlevania. You're like, not good at side-scrollers, and I played the fuck out of, uh, out of Rogue Legacy. I uh, played the fuck out of Rogue Legacy 2... I'm good at certain uh, side-scrollers. There's, there's some classes that are obviously head and shoulders better than others. And go figure, the best one that I've come across so far is the chef. Um, Maybe I need so, to play more of the chef. But I've died like 700 times in that game. Right. It's it's like a... I just hit a wall and I was like, yeah, we're going we're gonna to put that aside. Yeah. I don't know. It's It's not... I don't think it's... Game of the year worthy, but still, still a good game. Uh, King Arthur, the Knight's Tale. Okay. That's, uh, mm-hmm. I've uninstalled and reinstalled that game several times. Um, it's really That's good. It's really good, but I can't fucking beat it. And I'm going to play it again. It goes on a list, but it doesn't go on the game of the year list. Gotcha. It's really, right. it's a really hard turn-based battler, and it's got a really cool aesthetic. But it is really fucking long. That's that's a hundred-hour time sink game. Like it might even go in like something I sunk a lot of time into. Right. All right, and Warhammer 40k Chaos Gate Demon Hunters didn't quite finish it. I got pretty far in that game. It's got some things that are going really cool for it. But it's not quite there. So it kind of sits there with Weird West. It's a cool Warhammer game that gets really samey in the middle. And I know that they've addressed some of these things because a lot of people are saying the same thing. This isn't just me. It's not totally confirmation bias, but like I went through and looked through people's reviews and looked through the discussions on it to see if like maybe I was missing something. And it just the missions get kind of samey in the middle, like too samey. And I don't think the the mechanics themselves lend themselves in a way that makes it fun on the as the harder it gets. It gets from just being challenging to stuff being too fucking tanky to where it just takes way too many of your resources to take something down. And if your squad dies, right, or takes enough dam- a lot of damage, if you d- haven't thought far enough ahead to have enough preparation done with another squad that has a similar build, it puts you in like a death spiral in the middle of the game and it's really hard to recover. 
So it's a it's a tuning thing with that game that needs some work, but it doesn't go on the game of the year. It might go somewhere else on another list, but it's it's got decent bones. It just doesn't have bones as good as some of the other turn based battlers I've played. Yeah, I really like the aesthetic. You. I really like the way it looks. I, it's just I wanted it to be better. Forty k games are kind of hit and miss. Like you, and kind a lot more like, misses than hits. There's like a handful that hit hard. A whole bunch that are kind of mediocre, and then a whole whole bunch that are awful. Right? Like, there's it's like for the like three hundred Warhammer games that are out there. There's like fifteen good ones, and about thirty mediocre ones, and a whole all the rest are just terrible. Yeah, I mean, that, they, they just that, give out that license to like fucking hookers on the street, man. Like it's <laughs> they. It's like you got a you got a university project for 3D modeling. Do you want to use the Warhammer license? All right, oh here God. you go. Like it feels some of those games are so fucking god awful. Right. Well, I mean, I mean that's that's true of the D and D IP as well. You right. know, <laughs> and RPG right. like it goes in the realm of like RPG maker stuff, but doesn't look as pretty. Um, salt and sacrifice. I got warned away from this game. Yeah, that's how it's bad a. This is. It's a. It goes into a biggest disappointment. I really love Salt and Sanctuary. Here's what they did with Salt and Sacrifice. Salt and Sacrifice wants you to monster hunt like Monster Hunter. It just doesn't do it particularly well, and the fights aren't particularly well done. Um, I don't like the classes as well. I don't like the weapons as well. Like the art style, still solid as ever. But it's hard to get a sense of progression in that game because you end up just grinding something forever to get the stuff you need. Like for some of the weapons, you got to kill something maybe like fifteen or twenty times, and that means that you got to go hunt them in a level in a two D level, right? Mm-hmm. And then hope you have all the Metroidvania uh, tools to go through all the different places you need to go. So you end up playing a lot of the same levels over and over and over again. And I think there's only about like to use an old term like ten boards, right? They're not randomized; it's the same level. You just get really good at knowing all the shortcuts and every way to get through them, and they're not super long. So, so you end up sense. using these same levels over and over and over again, and I just bounce pretty hard. Like I had, I still have it uninstalled, and I haven't gone back to it since like maybe May. But um, that it's a disappointment. Live, doesn't take very much space to live on your hard drive, but still, that sounds exactly like a two D Monster Hunter, and that just drives me up I, the wall. Yeah, it it did a lot better when it was a two D Dark Souls, um, right? That had a very like, you could go anywhere you wanted in the other game, but when you killed something, you got all the components you needed to craft the thing that you wanted. So right. there's a whole lot more bosses. There's technically more bo- bosses in Salt and Sacrifice, but it's the same boss. You're just going to fight. You're going to fight more bosses, but you're going to fight more of the same bosses. And oh, a lot of them cool. are these mages that are just different colors with different abilities. So, like, lazy is not the word I want to use, but it's just... It kind of feels that way. And I don't really want yep. to play it anymore. I don't want to re- play it anymore. I really like Salt and Sanctuary. Like, it's my one of my favorite 2D Metroidvania. Yeah, I don't think. It, it might be It might be um, in the, uh, you know, disappointment brown note situations. Yeah, it's not a brown note. It's a disappointment because there's something that could be done with that. But no. Yeah. So, yeah. Uh, uh, 
All right, moving on. Hard Space Shipbreaker. I like this game a lot. You can kind of like, this is a game that you can kind of like, you know, kind of zone out to playing. Oh, it's once so, you get it's the super, controls down. It's super relaxing once you get into a groove with this game. Right. You, you know, it's, it is disassembly the game, but disassembly in a, you know, zero G environment. Uh, and I'm a crazy has, person. I wish this was in VR. I would totally the, fly this in VR. Okay. I could see that. Um, it would be a little, uh, you if, would want to have your fucking like motion signals, uh, you know, bracelets on though. Uh, because holy fuck would, you know, would zero G in VR be kind of, uh, kind of a thing, but, um, yeah, I could definitely see this in VR because I would be able to like look around corner and, you know, be able to, you know, to fire off the, uh, or like uh, you already have controls laser. to like hold onto stuff and move yourself around. Oh yeah, that would be. And great. you'd be able to pull yourself up into the hole, and then use your laser to shoot off like a component thing, right? Like it would be perfect for VR uh, if you could okay. get over the. But for me, for somebody who I don't have the stomach issues I used to, I just <laughs> I've hardened myself for VR. Uh, Honestly, I think that if you uh, because you if you use the uh, uh, just thinking you like, just sit down uh, Oculus, um, you know you could use the joystick for the driving for the for driving the human and then be able to just kind of like do the, um yeah i'm i'm with you this could be a great vr game if they actually developed it as a vr game um it's a great game as it is uh if you like to if you like to have a a puzzle that you can kind of disassemble this is like legos in reverse yeah it's um, exactly what it's like it's I don't know if it needs to be an honorable mention or if it needs to. I don't want to exclude it because I had a lot of fun with it and I could go back to it. Mm -hmm. right. I don't. I don't know if it's honorable mission mention or main list worthy. Right. Gotcha. All right. Uh, Keplerth. That's an honorable. That's an honorable mention. Keplerth is a two D. Kind of like Don't Starve, but with a lot of combat, kind of like Terraria. It's not as good as Terraria, but it has a lot of crazy upgrade paths, and it makes you... It's a weird RPG. Um, But, like, you do kind of dig down, but not really. You do craft a little bit, but not to the level you do in Terraria. Most of it's finding ma materials and components to craft new gear. Um, I have not beaten it because it's actually a pretty fucking long game. It's perfect to play on your fucking Steam Deck. Um, mm. It's a it's honorable mention category. It doesn't go in like Game of the Year category. Yeah, it kind of looks a lot like. Um, oh, um, it has a RimWorld esque style look to it. Yeah, but, but it's, um, the gameplay but is one hundred percent different. It's whatever that weird asset group that RimWorld used for their game. Mm -hmm. Right. They use the same asset group in like maybe Unity or something. Right. That's that's what it's those is, weird yeah. duplo looking dudes. The circle they're made out of circles. <laughs> um yeah. okay. All right. Uh Symphony of War. I think that belongs on the game of the year list. That is an that is an essential play if you like tactics games. Symphony it's, of War, huh? It's like it's a spiritual it's a it's a love letter to Ogre Battle March of the Black Queen, 
where your units kind of take on new categories. It's a squad. It's you're using squads of units instead of individual units, and they kind of auto attack. But it's all about your group composition as to how the battles play out. And it's all about the terrain that you set your battles up on. The story's pretty interesting. Your main characters get really fucking powerful towards the end. Like you have very customizable when it comes to your army components. I had a blast with this and I poop socked this game when it came out. Um, fortunately and unfortunately, I think you can beat it in about 40 or 45 hours. Um, it's an essential play though. It's really good. Yeah. I'm, I'm looking it over right now, but damn, uh, there this are people in that... other podcasts that I got to play this game that also have not um, uh, regretted it. So, okay, oh. yeah, it's, um, it's, this was must have been. I think I there out. are two TVGP people, um, John and Nymph, that have both played the fuck out of this as well. Okay, wait. Sorry. All right, um, Project Lazarus. Uh, honorable mention, maybe. It's not bad. It's a it's a it's a uh, survivor like, but you can aim a lot more than you, you you. It's like a twin stick shooter more. You're you're in giant robots. It's very early access. It needs to, but you need to put it down for early access. It's not finished. Okay. Oh yeah, this is definitely an early access game. So this is me and kinda, yeah, Matt so played a lot under of this. that survivor like you know, style where you're it's, in the middle of the shit. It's a I, it's a good it's a good clone, but it's. It's not finished. Right. I, uh, I can't tell from the release dates online, so there you go. Mm-hmm. Um, Gordian Quest. It's a card-based battler with that's um, also run-based and roguelike. It's kind of got a, like all of the likes together. It's a turn-based <laughs> battler that's on a grid that you have different lanes, right? So, like, you have four lanes... And you can put people between lanes and use your cards for all of your abilities. And then there, the best part of this game is the random mode, the roguelike short run mode. Um, and it does have a good unlock system. Unfortunately, I kind of got tired of playing it, to be honest with you. Um, the class progression's decent. The card system's decent. The main campaign's too long and there's not enough... <sighs> I don't know. It's just it's too generic grindy, if that makes sense, when it comes to the like the main campaign. You get your abilities and your cards way too slow in the main campaign. So all I ever played was the roguelite version of it, which is a totally separate game where it lets it lets you like tune the game to quick run, medium run, long run, extra long run. Extra long run could be like a ten or twelve hour campaign. A short a really quick run could be thirty minutes. Okay. Um it's decent. It doesn't belong in game of the year. Yeah, it's it's a it's decent very indie card battlery. So it, on a uh, sale, if any of those things sound interesting to you, I would say uh, like sub ten dollars is probably a good price point. Yeah, it's normally normal prices uh, is nineteen ninety nine. So yeah, fifty percent off. It's perfectly fine. Perfect. All right. Disc room. Uh, it doesn't really belong on here. It's a really hard weird puzzle game where you're dodging blades of death and if you get hit once you die um are you ready to get sliced in half it says it doesn't belong on this list 
I, compound. <laughs> just moving on. Yep. Yeah. Compound is a VR game that I like quite a bit. It's like Duke Nukem in VR, like old Duke Nukem. Um, it's a run-based game. It's really good. It's honorable mention territory. Just it's not a contender at all. Mm. Uh, Cult of the Lamb. Cult of the Lamb. Uh, it's not bad. Uh, it's not bad. Yeah, like it's not the best game in the world. Like there was. Oh man! Some of the I combat actually got me really frustrated. Yeah, some of the combat got kind of frustrating, and I thought the uh, they oversimplified the community management of it. Like well, it got to a I, point where I didn't really even fucking give a shit about the villagers. I just turn them into demons and take them out on on a parade with me out in the, the wild. I think that the the community management uh, required more time investment than on the part of the, the actual combat, and that was what bothered me the most about the game i think is i'm not big on games that you know that that even have you uh you know spend any time in town doing shit i want to be out uh, the game was fun when i was in uh you know in the shit and actually having you know having runs like what what i looked at when i was playing that game is you could go back to the previous areas that you had cleared and basically kind of do an endless run. And what prevented me from actually enjoying a really long endless run was because my fucking villagers decided that it was that was their time to shit all over the lawn and fucking be hungry. And I had to go and stop my run just so that I had fucking, you know, cult members. I had to go babysit the fucking cult members. Well, it's now, because you can't, you can't, you can't, them. well, the thing is, is you don't get a perfect, you don't get a perfect village. So you have to accept the fact you're going to get a fail state for part of that. And then mm -hmm. you're going to suffer some losses and you're going to have to come make ground back up when you get back to the village. And I don't really feel like I should have to lose <laughs> my progress in the, you know, in the cult just to have fun on a long run. Like you can pause their hunger, but you can't pause the fact that they're going to like, you know you know, have some kind of, you know, they're going to have some kind of butthurt to, uh, you know, to, you know, to make you go back and have to babysit it's, the fucking people. It's a, so looking back on it, it's like a 3.75. I really like the art style. I really like some of the presentation of the game, but the actual mm -hmm. playing of the game, I beat it in like 20 hours or something like that. Like yeah, it doesn't take very long. It was, it, it was a quick it run. Was fun. It was fun, but. I I just wish that the uh that the cult management was um a little less needy. All right. Hard West 2. Yeah, honorable mention. Super cool art style, super decent turn-based battler has very low luck as you can figure out exactly at what's going to happen uh, pretty close to what's going to happen. It, it really wants you to lean hard into killing one of your enemy combatants to get extra points extra action points to do another shot so it turns into more of a puzzle game than it does a actual turn-based game as to how many people can i eliminate in a single turn by combining combos together um don't get me wrong that's actually kind of cool um but i wouldn't play it again it's an honorable mention maybe i think it's i think it's i think it's decent 
Gotcha. Okay. Um, the survivalist. Nope. All you, dude. Uh, put that on brown note. Survivalist is the weird game where you train monkeys to do things for you. Oh. It's overly grindy. Um, I really wanted to give this a shot. In fact, I put like almost 40 hours into it trying to give it a shot. And then I realized that this was nowhere near the quality of a survival game as something like Don't Starve. That it was grindy in all the wrong ways that I just didn't want to play it anymore. So I just uninstalled it. It's a, all right. No. <laughs> it's a no. Moving on. Uh, midnight fight. This game seems really cool. I haven't gotten far enough through it to really give it a rating. I bounced off of it, so it doesn't go on the list. Gotcha. Mm. Uh, Ghostwire Tokyo. That game's pretty fucking cool. It's you got like some that game. I like uh, that game quite a bit. I actually like the story quite a bit. Okay. Okay. I can I can understand that. It for me, it was just like there's some clashing that goes on visually for that game that I was not big into. I really um, like the kaiju. The, okay, I mean, I really like I the presentation and our style. The world is empty because everybody's fucking dead. Um, it was a horror-ish game that I got into this year or last year. Horror adjacent. Horror adjacent. I can, I can get into horror adjacent pretty hard. I just I don't deal with jump scares very well. I'm a big old, big old wuss. You're but, a wuss. You're yeah, a wuss. I am a wuss. But the uh, didn't really do that. It had some, I don't know. I think it, I want to talk about it. I don't even, I, it might end up in my top five, maybe. Like, I, I do like that game quite a bit. Yeah. It's, I mean, it got a lot of, um, uh, it got a lot of airtime. Um, it's, it's probably a four uh, and a quarter game for me. Four and a quarter. Wow. Okay. I mean, yeah, at the bare you minimum, really, before. you really enjoyed the fuck out of it. It just seems, it, it just, it was not, it was not my cup of tea. So, okay. Uh, Stray. I don't understand uh, what people see in this game. You don't like that game? You don't like Stray? I like... Okay. Alright. It's probably the best cat game you'll ever play. <laughs> it's the only cat game you'll ever play. <laughs> no, there's... Uh, I don't really I'm, like I'm cats that much to begin with. I'm not... up with another cat game. I'm, uh, I'll agree with you, but um, for what it is... Uh, which is, it's not super deep. It's basically kind of like an art game in in a way, because there's not a lot of like super deep puzzles or anything like that. You can kind of figure it out pretty easily. Um, it was not a very hard game at all. It was basically just like it's like a forty dollar ten hour investment. Well, it's more of for. Was it forty dollars? I don't think it yeah, was forty dollars. Was, was it absolutely forty dollars? Fuck me! All right, I think so, it was fifty dollars um, on PS Five. Okay, so for that price, probably not. Uh, for half that price, yeah. Uh, Stray was Stray was uh, easily like I don't know. I would say it would be about a four for me. Like I really uh, like because... dogs, but I don't know that I want to play a game as a dog wandering around doing dog things. It's and then turning I, it into uh, a weird every platformer. Every so often, I will get into an artsy-fartsy game that tells a good story without actually using a lot of words. Like, it has, it has, it leaves it up to your own in interpretation, and sometimes that is, it, 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 it resonates with me in a weird way. 
Gotcha. So, so you want to you want to put it on the list? I'm. I would say I'd put it on the list. I would, and I would even give it, you know, about a four, uh, because that's that's where I'm at on it. Okay. You know? Well. Okay. So you, um, Boo Boo, Metal Hellsinger. That's a. Um, that's just a disappointment because I really want to like that game. I want to like that game, but I also want it to be a Doom. Uh, it's it, it really, really wants isn't. you to click in time with the the music to get it going, but I my brain for whatever reason just for somebody who loves drums and everything else, I could never quite tune it to be on the beat the way that I wanted it to be. You want to know why? Why? Because your your right hand on a mouse, you're moving your right hand. And you're only trying to keep a beat with one finger, and you want to use your entire hand. That's, that's a, why that game doesn't feel right. That's a good because, analogy. That might be it. Because I want to hit a drum. I want to hit right, a snare. You want to hit a drum. If if that game had the fire button as a foot pedal, and you just kind of pointed with your right hand, you could keep uh, you could keep a beat with your foot. It's basically you need a limb to be on beat, and it's not. It doesn't feel right because you're trying to do two things with one hand. The feels off. It does, and that's what feel makes it feel. It's off. got a little uh, bit. Of, and, it's got a little bit of Chad metal influence that I can get past, but like the uh, <laughs> right. But I really want to like it. Like I like everything about it except for the gameplay, and that's the core loop of the gameplay. <laughs> So it's a I disappointment like, for me. I even kind of like the music once you get you know once you get to the point where you've got a combo and you get the full track of the music. I can I can kind of get behind the music, um and and uh, and I can understand the weapon choices, but some of uh, but the sometimes uh, it wants you to just click the button to keep a beat, right? So like right. you got the fire the fire thing, right? Or like the little pulse the that you can do. The skull that you can pulse, and yes. then to and then you gotta you gotta use that to kind of keep your combo going, and then you flip back to the other thing while you're you know bobbing right. your head, and like I feel like I feel like I can't walk and chew bubble gum at the same time with my right hand, and <laughs> <laughs> that's the problem. Yeah, if, and I've tried it with a controller game... too, and then I had to retune it, and I was at that point I was too frustrated. I was like, I'm not gonna play this any longer. I'm just gonna this goes on the shelf. Right, yeah, it's it, it's it's just a disappointment. Gotcha. It, it should have been better. All right, Tiny Tina's Wonderland. Oh fuck this game! <laughs> I don't. I had some fun with it. I I I am disappointed with just about every Borderlands that's come out since two. Since two, I am too. This is it's, kind of in my head. It goes two one. Tiny Tina, three, uh -huh. and then prequel. Okay, I can I can understand I can understand that. So With two and one, one being really like a full point higher, like when it came out, one was a solid four and a four point five game, right? Two when mm -hmm. it came out, solid four point five game. Tiny right. Tina like a three seven five three nine game. No, I think more yeah, three more and a half in the in the three range for you me. You think it's like well, a seventy Metacritic game? Yeah, but for me specifically, I was not in. You know, I, I didn't, I didn't care like... for this. You know, the 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 table talk story that was going on. I didn't give a, I didn't, I didn't give a rip about for, the story. 
Um, I really didn't care for the weapons. You don't like the, the crossbow pistols. Yeah, because it's like a catapult. Right. It's got I an arc to it. didn't care for those. Um, the, the, enemy, uh, the enemies are just kind of like, eh, whatever. Uh, the, uh, you know, the areas were just, I don't know, they were... It felt a little a too easy, them, honestly. The, hmm? It felt a little too easy. And the uh, the the random encounters, like nobody, nobody ever likes random encounters ever. Like, and it's got uh, those in spades, right? And it's got those in okay. spades. In fact, the last uh, last portion of the game, the end game, is nothing but random encounter. So, all right, Proteus. I want to finish this so bad. I just didn't get back around to it. This game's excellent. A. Yeah. So let's start off with a. It's got really fucking solid bones, and it just came out of early access, and it's on Game Pass. It is That's a great. It is very much like a love letter to Doom, the original, but done with mm. like a like Turbo Graphics thirty or Sega Saturn like veneer, right or what I remember Sega Saturn looking like. <laughs> um, it's sharp enough to not be gritty in all the wrong ways, but it's gritty in all the right ways. It's kind of got like a weird. Quake, Doom. Quake's more like what it's like. I would say it's more like Quake than it is Doom. But I love Quake. Like I, it's, I went it's to like QuakeCon like had, twice when I was in my early twenties. Um, if you if you played Quake and then you just uh, well Quake with RTX on and you know all the different lighting effects on there, it's got a lot of modern effects they use. Right, they use gotcha. a lot of modern effects in you know in addition to like the the sprite based fucking. Uh, uh, you know, like guns and, and environments. It's got so. a really good soundtrack too. Like Andrew Holschult, yeah. um, I played a lot of games that he this year that he had a part of um, soundtrack wise. He's very much uh, influenced by '90s industrial. So mm. if you like uh, Broken by Nine Inch Nails, you will like Andrew Holschult quite a bit. Mm. Um, or further down the spiral, like he's. It's his own brew of that, but he's very good at it, and the soundtrack fits the game very fucking well. Like, it felt like a love letter to Quake. Yeah. I really just wish I'd finished it. Um, I got into the crunch of things I thought might be the best games of the year to finish and just didn't go back to it. But it's really good, and I'm going to finish it. It's It just can't go on the list because I didn't finish it. Okay. Yeah. Homekeeper. You this is this is a thing for you, you know, Justin. I like this Dome game. I tried it and I don't know why I don't like it. <laughs> I like this game quite a bit, but it's not a game of the year game. It's an honorable mention. It's just a it's a weird game where you go get resources and materials and you bring it up to your dome and then you fight off monsters and you go back down underground and dig shit out and discover things and then go back up and fight off monsters. And I got really fucking good at it and I beat the fuck out of that game. And so I just kind of stopped playing it. Um, it's to me, any game that basically, you know, gives you an, a artificial time limit and forces you to play the game the way that it wants you to play it. Um, you know, it kind of, it bothers me in a fundamental level. I want to be able to play a game the way that I want to fucking play it. So if I want to, you know, dig to the core of the goddamn earth, then I'm going to dig to the core of the goddamn earth. But it's like here, here you go. You've got like thirty seconds to go dig in the fucking thing, but you have to give yourself five seconds to get back to 
the dome before you, your fucking dome get destroyed. So you get the teleport ability and you drop that at the bottom of your hole. And when you're almost done, you just zip back up or yeah. you get the uh, tunnels you that be, you, you have to be unlock lucky enough to get that shit, though. That's you got to get all the unlocks to make that right. stuff not a chore. Well, any game that starts off being a fucking chore and then just get, you know, is supposed to get better, but there's no inkling that it's going to get any better at the beginning of the fucking game kind of bounces me it's, off it. It's kind of a roguelite or roguelike in the fact yeah, that but, you got uh, permanent unlocks. But a roguelike or roguelite should actually give you a hint that there's that it's going to get better or there's going to be something that's that's going to uh you know, that you're kind of working towards, uh, there's no hints that there's any type of teleporter that's going to help me anyway. So sure. it will go on my list, right. but I don't know. Maybe honorable mention. All righty. Uh, bone razor minions. Raise thy boner. <laughs> <laughs> that game's stupid fun. It it's is kind it is of very a, much. It's kind of a survivor like. It's it is a survivor like, um, and it's not that hard either. It, it takes it, it takes its own little uh, uh, it's, it takes its own little spin on it, and of course, it's kind of got that that it's got a childish way of going about. You know, like oh, it's a, all dick jokes. It's all yeah. dick jokes. And that's it's all dick jokes. Yeah. I really like that part of it. <laughs> um, <laughs> I don't know. If, I don't know if it goes. A, it's not a game of the year, but it's like if you got five dollars and you got a Steam Deck or a hankering for something like that, it's an absolute must buy at full price. Like it's you a, can you can play you know you can play that play a couple rounds of it, set it down. You've had a decent amount of, you know decent play time for the five or ten minutes that you've played. It's. It's the uh, lunchtime game of the year for me. Like I, I played <laughs> because it was so short. Like I played a lot of sessions of uh, Bone Razor Minions. I've beat, like I said, I beat the hell out of that game. Right. Brotato. Very it's about similar. The same thing. Brotato actually got a Steam Award. How did it get a Steam Award? What the fuck? People love that. People game. voted for it. For it. Of course, obviously. <laughs> it, it, no, it bought the fucking Steam Award. You dumb shit. Yeah, of course they. Of course, people fucking. I rotato is you're a potato with different weapons, and you unlock the weapons as you go. You kind of buy stuff in a shop in between rounds. Um, oh my God. yeah, I don't know that it actually won, but it was in a category. It was a top five contender at Steam Awards. All right, um, Scorn. I didn't like Scorn. <laughs> <laughs> Neither did I. I. I like okay. So the so I liked I, the. I think art Trent's gonna fight really for hard game. for Scorn. <laughs> I liked the art style for the game, and the, and I think that's what kind of drew you know both of us in was that the art style was very Gygresque and that it reminded you of like the old Alien game. It's, it had a really right? badly done trailer, and that you thought that you're going to be fighting things in like a weird hellscape kind of like a bioshock meets hr geiger and uh right it is a puzzle game it's a puzzle game for sure yeah i mean you have <laughs> with you very... have a gun but that gun is useless uh and it's i not... played for three hours and it's like this is what i'm gonna be doing the whole time mm -hmm. and then i didn't realize that i almost beat the fucking game because that game's only about five hours long but 
Um, yeah, you like know. I, I bounced off of it. I uninstalled it. I, it's a disappointment. Yeah, same. Uh, and I bet uh, you Trent fights hard for fucking scorn. All right. Uh, Error of Hemosaurus. The game's funny as hell, but it's also short as hell. Um, it's a game for $6 or $5. You find it at that price. It's very much like Rampage 2. Right. Super doesn't take itself seriously. Uh, has a really kooky and funny story, like genuine laugh-out-loud moments with some of the shit that it wants you to do. Um, like it wanted me to throw people at the helicopter blades to take down helicopters. And it's like gory and all the goofy pixelated mess. Like people were sacrificing themselves to me for me to get extra health. Like it's it's yeah. a crazy ass game, but it's not a lot of it. I wanted there to be more of that game, but it just wasn't. What um, was uh, what was it? You uh you um uh you you uh what was it the fucking was it monkeypox that you uh, that you cured? Oh yeah, I did cure monkeypox in that game. Yep, by killing so, a bunch of people. Yep. I cured them by All killing right. them. <laughs> All right. Well, moving them along. Um, games I know that I'm not sure will be in lists. Just try and get through the rest of our list. Uh, Against the storm. You completely skipped over the game before that. I, right. I'm. Like I said, games I know I'm not sure will be on a list. Oh, come That's... on. You can talk about the game Just... that you played. <laughs> no, I'm trying to speed up the list so we can take a break here. Okay. All right. Yeah. Against, against the, the storm. storm. All right. That game's Most good. Of us played that. That game's it's great. Really... It's in early access, though. It is an early access game, isn't okay. it? Okay. Yeah. Um, well, let me move that it... to a separate category, but it's a really good early access game. It's not. Uh, it not almost the, yeah, doesn't really the, feel like it. it I don't even know what the fuck they have to finish. Got some decent bones to it. I wish there was uh, a little bit more variety as far as. Uh, uh, it, well, I I don't know exactly what the gameplay loop was supposed to go like, but right now, it for early access, it's got a really good start to it. Um, you know, so it's it's kind of a city builder, but. It's also roguelike because you don't get the same buildings every time. Um, and in in that way, you kind of have to uh, prioritize certain uh, certain production paths that will actually get you to, uh, you know, to the you know, to the end of the uh, uh, you know, end of each run. I, so it is very run based. Yeah, that's fair. I've been able to make things work that didn't seem like it was going to work. You kind of. Pull shit out of your ass at the that's, very end, like you why that feel game like works. you're about to, yeah, about to fail, and then all of a sudden, it, it just it just clicks and it works for some reason. So my guys, or just, you just struggle bust for the longest time until you get that one building, that one building type that just makes things work. It's yeah, it's like all my guys are just gonna eat bread because that's all we can find. <laughs> you're just gonna have to be sad because all you're eating is bread. You don't right. even have mead. It's just bread. Yeah. You, right. you have no religion. You have no leisure. It's just work and bread, and that's it. Or work and fungus. That yeah. was one of the ones that I did. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, not for broadcast. So I played probably a 
it's, uh, it's just maybe a couple hours of this game, so it's really not going to be a contender. But if you are, if you're interested in playing like a, you know, an uh, and it's very odd. It's very British and it's very odd, and it has, uh, it's it tells a story that you have to kind of go back and watch after you play through each stage because there's shit that's going on that you miss because you're trying to do the job that it wants you to do. Your your job is to edit a news broadcast. And because there's three or four different feeds and a couple different things that you have to, you know, you have to tune the broadcast so that it doesn't like you know, go staticky, uh, and you have to like bleep out certain like swear words or thing, you know, things that could uh, reduce the ratings of your show. You are doing a bunch of work, right? Um, to make the broadcast happen. But in the process of doing that, it records the whole broadcast. So you can go watch it back and see how it looked to say, somebody that tuned in which is kind of a neat little thing but you can also see go back and watch all of the different feeds you know individually instead of having it you know go live uh and you can see some of the fucked up things that you cut away from <laughs> that's happening like uh uh there's there's just a bunch of shit that you know that that happens like um oh there's a uh, uh, yeah, I, I can't even describe it. It's there's uh, shit that happens in in the newsroom that never makes it to air. Uh, that uh, that is funny in a British humor way. So it's it's worth a watch, but it's not a contender. It's worth a play, but not a contender for uh, for the game of the year. Gotcha. Being an FMV game. There's so few of those anymore that this is a, um, a a unique take on one. Gotcha. All right. Um, let's go with Plague Tale Requiem. <laughs> I am 99% of the way finished with that game. I will be finished with this game by tomorrow. I think okay. it goes on the list. It's really good. I didn't play the first one. The first one's really good. The second one's better in the first way, one, but better than the first one, I think. Actually, the first one's markedly, or the second one's markedly better than the first one. The story um, I've not, I've only played about halfway through it, but it's good. I mean, I still kind of hate children. Um, and there's a lot of large focus of you taking care of a kid, even though I've taken care of kids, you know, but, um, damn those kids, honestly. There was a couple of moments that hit me in the feels recently while I was playing it, even today, especially because I'm literally, there's 17 chapters. I looked it up. I'm on chapter 15. Um, and the chapter is about an hour long. So I'll either beat it tonight or tomorrow. But genuinely, extremely high production values for a double A studio. Um, it's good. I, I should have went back to this earlier instead of playing some bullshit games. I put it off. I got stuck on a really stupid section. So you have this uh, like item you can use that will extinguish flames. 
And I wasn't using the large AOE version of that to extinguish flames to get past a certain point. And all I needed to do was to do that, to get past the point I was on. I got I just couldn't figure out the puzzle. And I finally got back into it today, this morning. And I was like, fuck it, I'm going to look at a guide. How do I get past this? I need to figure out how to find it. And 20 minutes later, I figured out somebody who was in the gameplay of that. I'm like, oh, yeah, you just throw this pot over here, extinguishes this. And they see all the rats move away. I was like. That's what I've been hung up on for two months. And then Sometimes I it's the easy shit. and then I just bulldoze my way through the rest of where I'm at. Like a and it's got a lot of story. I'm not I'm a very impatient gamer sometimes with story if I don't like it very often, but I I have liked the story so far. Um and the thing they keep calling the macula, which is just the back of your fucking eye. Um but the uh Yeah, it's a good game. And it's also on Game Pass. All right. And we'll move to, let's see here, Marvel's Midnight Suns. I like that game a lot. I destroyed that game. I yeah, love, I, I want to play this game. Actually, this is one of those uh, those games that I will definitely... Uh, I'm going to go... You know, when I get, get around to actually playing other games. I'll, I'm going to play, play it again game. here in a couple months. They're releasing, uh, I think, Fantastic Four and more X-Men. Okay. Um, but yeah, really, when the guy, when you use your abilities, it looks really cool. Like, they look very superhero. There's no cover in this game. There is just switching of aggro so that you don't die. Um, you can heal with certain abilities and with certain cards, but it's, uh, it's very different than XCOM. The story's a little bit hokey. The weird, it's not really a, the relationship sim thing in between is actually kind of addictive in a weird way because you're just like doing cool shit with other superheroes to strengthen your bond. But it's like, I'm going to go with Blade. I'm going to go walk the grounds. We're going to have a deep conversation about things and stuff. And then I'm going to learn more of Blade's backstory. And then I'm going to forge a stronger bond with Blade by doing that. Um, but those sections are not that long. Um, you could completely skip that stuff, but if you have like best friend power with somebody, you get additional combos that you can do with them. So you get stronger abilities. It'll say hero combo will be with a card that pops up. And then if you do that, you'll get additional hero combos that you can do. So you only get one in every deck that you play, that you set down, right? So you can do it once. But if mm -hmm. let's say I've got two hero combos with blade, well, now I have two separate cards that are just played with blade and my main character. And now, because they have a strong bond, they've got a really high damage combo they do that's unique to those two characters. Um, okay. Which is really cool. Um, nice. And there's some grindy elements to that game, but um, it's got a good loop. But, like, it's it's go out and battle, go back and upgrade all your shit, go forge your relationships, story shit, and go back. It's kind of like when you go do Mass Effect, right? You go to the planet... You go do the missions, you come back, you talk to everybody in your crew, then you go pick your next mission. It's basically the same thing, except that the missions themselves are only about 30 minutes long most of the time, and then that time that you go back is like 10 or 15 minutes. So I, I was able to do most of this stuff in a lunch break again, and yeah, I consumed the shit out of this. I think I got 70 hours in that game. Nice. Yeah, I'm. it's it's on my list. It's Like, like I said... They're releasing more DLC, more characters to play with um, here in a month or two. It was just super broken when it came out. Um, it, it had a lot of issues with 
all sorts of things technically, which I think Mar did initially. But as it's evened out, and I think people picked it up on the sale, like it's 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 done pretty good. Yeah, I I really should have picked it up on the sale. It's probably going to be my next uh, the next sale, like the spring sale. Uh, I didn't get anything on the on the uh, Steam winter sale, like literally zero dollars spent because I was fo- focusing on other things. Yeah, I bought a few games. They're all cheapy games. I'll talk about them when we do a regular episode. Right. Alrighty. So now we'll get into some. We're going to do one more quick one, and then we'll get into some meat. Um, of course, anyone who listens to the show knows. Uh, Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 came out this year. Of, I'm the only one that played it. I know I'm the only one that played it. Um, you played a it significant will be, amount of it, your game time this year. It will be on my list, I think, for uh, for the Call of Duty franchise as a whole. Um, there's been one constant the last 15 years, and that is... Uh, Infinity Ward's Marvel Warfare series brings a good story. Um, mm-hmm. The only exception to anyone else's was the uh, was Treyarch's first Black Ops. That was a great story, and pretty much, good. yeah, pretty much everything outside of that junk. So, <laughs> um, yeah, we don't we don't need laser uh, uh, laser guns. Yeah, this this is the only this is the only part of the series that I will even continue to give a shot. Um so it will be on in my personal list. Well, uh, I mean if that's was it high enough quality that you want to throw it on the game of the year? Thing is I know I'll lose that argument, so there you go. I mean you can you can always up uh, you could always argue for it, but um I mean Yeah. We really can't say much because we didn't put any time into it. So yeah, I wanted to. I played exactly. a lot of other boomer shooters. Um, I mean, it had its issues. By no means is any Call of Duty game ever perfect. But MW2, um, the original release of MW2, was probably my all-time favorite. You know, um, modern or uh, Call of Duty game. Uh, and I spent I uh, a, a dumb amount of hours playing that game. If I was still into playing Call of Duty games and and still liked, uh, still liked the, um, you know the uh, the the first the person, multiplayer, multiplayer, yeah, the the multiplayer yeah. version of that, I would probably be right there with you. Uh, I have just kind of moved on from you know from games that make you know that are uh, that allow for toxicity to inc- uh, to be included into it. And honestly, all of Call of Duty, if you just look at just videos of anything Call of Duty, it is basically toxic yeah. fucking kids. It's And that's why it, this is the only entry in why the Marm Warfare series is the only entry in the COD mythos that I will even touch. One, I can... The, the storytelling in the campaigns, both in the... The original uh, remake, Modern Warfare from 2019, and this one, story caliber high. Um, nice thermos there, Rusty. Um, but uh, aside from that, uh, when Crystal and I do have time to play a multiplayer game, it's usually going to be 
that or it's going to be back for blood um or it's going to be a borderlands game so that that is part of it that is part of it too it's one of the few games i can still multiplayer with my wife so okay. i can i can understand that it's i'm not in it for the multiplayer on my own most of the time right so um that said uh getting into the meat now um we'll go with god of war ragnarok first oh i mean that is that that is the only game that could in my mind there's three games of uh there's three games of this year (laughs) There's Elden Ring, there's God of War Ragnarok, and there's uh and there's um Forbidden West. And I think those three are are, are the ones that stand out. God of War Ragnarok is the one that uh that it's it came out so close to the end of last year that Justin had to basically like set his ass down and actually play that game. And I chose to play through the original uh was a 2018 release of god of war yeah i uh, i played through that again bought god of war ragnarok and played like an hour of it uh so i need to sit down and actually play this game but it is one of those games that i you know my hands sweat wanting to play this fucking game it's I, just i need to sit down and actually do it I uh, told a friend of mine the other day, they were kind of getting in a heated discussion about games of the year, and I was saying that uh, this had the best story, in my opinion, of the God of Wars as the the game that hit me in the feels the most. Um, I want to say there were uh, wooden allergies at least five or six times during the story. Um, really? It's, I mean, the, it's got the a story really for good this story. game is good enough that I watched a dude's playthrough of it on YouTube like a fucking movie. Yeah, and I didn't skip any of the dialogue at all, Um, which if I start to get bored with something, the dialogue in this game is very good. If you've ever been a parental figure at all, or you've ever fucked up as a kid and you needed a good dad, Kratos learns how to be a dad in this game. None of that sounds like super dumb, but it's it's done in a very endearing way that doesn't come across as forced or hacked in or anything like that. Like it also builds into the central themes of the game really well, um, in a way that just like it just tugged at my heartstrings pretty hard in several different places. Um, so, Damn. um, it had it had major production value writing behind it in a way that most I don't know that like story wise something has kind of hit me on the strings this hard since I watched like what things may come which was the story of the dude going to hell to save the person like it's it's really well written wow it's a it's I can't rave enough about the story of this the gameplay got in the way of it for me at first because it assumes you know too much about God of War from the last game or like you just got off playing it. And I hadn't in a long time. So it took me a while to get good, so to speak, with the combat to where I felt okay. I still have some problems with the upgrade systems, still have some problems with the combat. You, but by the end. You also started on like hard, right? 
No, that was Horizon. I started Horizon on oh, hard okay. for 20 hours of that game and didn't realize it. I just went into it because the other one was easy, and I ended up bumping up Zero Dawn up to hard to play it um, and beat it. And then I played this, and the difficult the things were way too aggressive and way too tanky, so I bumped it back down to normal after 20 hours. So I went back and looked at my settings. It's like, why is this fighting me so hard? It's, it's on fucking hard. I was like, oh, <laughs> it's been on oh. hard for six months. I didn't ever change it. At least I can change it now. But um, yeah, like at least you can change it mid game. You can do the same right. with God of War. Um, yeah, there's some there's some parts of the story, especially later on, that are really good. Um, I again related to it, related to rebuilding my, you know, relationship with my own father from the other side of Atreus versus Kratos, and then related on the flip side of it of me helping raise two teenagers from Kratos to Atreus. And the writing for Atreus is done an, it's done perfectly. It's just good. And I thought it was pretty goofy to watch uh, Christopher Judge cry on screen during the VGAs. And then his acting performance in this game is he fucking smoked it. It's <laughs> he did so fucking good. Um, oh. it may be the best acting performance of his life. Like he did such a good job. Um, cause yeah. a lot well, of it's mocapped you know, a he... lot of, and then I'll mocap with the voice lines. Right. Like, so there is right. the facial expressions too. Like it's not quite the fidelity of horizon forbidden West. It's pretty but, close though. Holy shit. That game is beautiful, but well, the acting is certainly head and shoulders above every game I've played. On the the thing I don't think a, a lot of people realized was after Stargate, Judge had a lot of personal issues that really uh, ended up affecting his work in Hollywood there for a long time. Uh, and when they went to him for for God of War, um, he saw that it kind of like his way way to redemption as far as his career went. And he poured his heart and soul into it, and you can tell. Yeah, it's, you can tell. He did a really the good job. The funny thing is, is you know, I mean, from his, um, you know, from that, that whole that the long ass speech, like he get he wins the award, and he also takes like the the record for the longest speech, and he's gotten, you know, there's two there's two sides to everything, right? There's there's a guy, there's a whole side of people that says his uh, his. Uh, acceptance speech at the you know at the VGAs was too long, but the other side is like it was heartfelt. Like from that, you learned that he almost didn't take the role of Kratos because he thought it, you know he he didn't think that video games was acting. You know? Yeah, but it's the crazy thing is when the VGAs happened, I had barely right. started God of War, and I took my Christmas break to fucking just dive in and it was most of what I played during Christmas break and I was able to finish it in uh by the middle of, like Wednesday after Christmas because I just I had the time but I I put almost 50 hours into that it's just a hair shorter than Horizon I think if you're going to be a completionist I think also too and I told somebody else this don't go after all the ravens and all the pixel honey shit and that just play the game and play the side quest and you'll be fine that's pretty much what I'm going to do it's not a perfect game, but it's the best acted game I've played ever. The the biggest thing I've uh, 
you know that's prevented me from actually sitting down and playing this game was um you know my buddy cam wanted to actually watch he he watches you know watch me play the original game uh and was invested in the story and i was waiting for a period of time where he and i could actually i could play the fucking game and he could actually watch and you know follow along with the story too so there's 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 uh he he's suddenly become more free so <laughs> uh so All right. maybe we'll be able to uh to get through that game hopefully so um tactics ogre reborn oh yeah <laughs> he's gonna go oh yeah oh yeah um oh yeah so I played Triangle Strategy immediately after this and uninstalled it. Tactics Ogre's head and shoulders over most tactical games. It's just good. Just I'm going to leave it at that. I'll discuss it more if somebody wants to fight me later on, you know, it being essentially a top 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 contender, but it's definitely in my top. It's it, it can live in the top. I mean, for ta uh, it's it it for... came out it came out in the nineties. They redid it again in the two thousand tens and changed a bunch of mechanics. And they changed the mechanics again. Some of the mechanics arguably are different, and you can't multi-class in the same way that you could on the PC, P, uh, PSP version. But they streamlined some things to make some things way less grindy in that game. And I still put like a hundred and one hours into it. It's my second most played game of uh, 2022, according to Steve. Right. Well, this is it's this a four is seven a Justin it's, game. If it's if a four point seven five, a four point it's Final Fantasy Tactics, but it's better. Right. If you could boil down the best of what you know, what uh, Justin likes to play, and like can you know, in, in concentrated into a game, it's probably going to be Tactics Ogre, um, and that is. And that is uh, everything else is just like trying to chase what Tactics Ogre really is. Uh, for you know, basically for... for me, it's I'm basically chasing Witcher, Fallout, New Vegas, XCOM Two, Long War, or Tactics Ogre. Mm -hmm. That's so... that's what I'm always chasing. If I that fantasy RPG, a party based RPG, or Dragon Age, um. Origins. Origins. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of similar to Tactics Ogre in a way. It's more like Baldur's, Baldur's minus Gate. The whole, um, minus the whole, like, turn yourself into a mouse section. That play, that particular, like, two and a half <laughs> hours can go fuck that. itself. Uh, but yeah, Dragon Age Origins was a better Baldur's Gate. Right. And then that franchise completely evolved into a weird EA. Into something different. EA took that whole franchise and diluted it into a really mediocre auto battler RPG. by three. Um, I like the story in three and I really want to like that game better, but there's just no tactical anything in three. No, um, it's just an it, action game. Yeah. Origin is head and shoulders better than three and two, like shouldn't even have been made. Dragon Age has a lot to live up to when they come out with the next one. I really hope it's good. I really hope yep. it's not a diluted easy ass action game like three was. It's probably going to be a deluded easy ass action game. Uh, I was. Gotta hope not. Bioware, you better not disappoint me, you motherfuckers. Anyways, <laughs> moving on. Right. Uh, one I think all of us have strong may have strong opinions on Warhammer 40k 
Dark Tide. I like this game. And this I, is um I wish more this is an all right game. This is this I, is this is an all right game. I really like this game. It's pretty mediocre. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> I'm not gonna lie. This is in my list. It's got some it's gonna fan- be in the list. It's got some fantastic melee combat. And despite some of its warts, um Fat Shark is pretty fucking good about ironing something out every week and adding something new. Like they've been adding new content to the game every two weeks, which is crazy. Right. Um, and then once you guys play enough with me that you get to a higher level and get more of the mission variety, um, you guys will enjoy it even more because there's more to do. Right. The So I've only ever played the Ogren in this, and that is a completely different perspective for that game uh, because you are twice as tall as everything else, right? You have to aim down um, to headshot. You have to aim down to headshot. Uh, and you you do end up getting like a, I, I don't know, you're, you're kind of like a walking tower. You can see more of the battlefield um, instead of just, oh my God, there's a big fucking like pile of horde. You can, I can see how deep the horde is <laughs> as an ogren. Um, and uh, I just got the slab shield uh, which changes the way Ogren actually plays uh, because now th- now he is actually a walking tank. I can pull it on the shield, and as long as I've got stamina, I can block fire. Like, I can block, you know, uh, ranged attacks, which changes how Ogren plays completely. Uh, so, yeah, that game, I'm only scratching the surface because I do want to play some of the other uh, some of the other. Um, Types, the uh, uh, character types, uh, just to get an idea, and that promises to be like our dwarves. That would be the you know the game that we go back to for like the next year or two. Um, that's yeah. exactly what I wanted. It want I wanted it to be another Verbentide. Well, they just released DLSS three, and it supports it. And I noticed another improvement on the frame rate with DLSS three. But you do have to have a three series card. To take advantage of that, I I have I have a three. Jason unfortunately does not. <laughs> Damn it! No, We're but just... it's still you have to remember. I'm playing at 1080p. I'm not trying to play at 1440 or 4K. So I don't turn... run it. I don't run into. I haven't run into too many issues other than, you know, those times when I was experimenting with what worked on ray tracing and lighting. Right. Um. Once I got that dialed in, it runs just fine. I think it's actually, since they patched the ray tracing early on, um, this game is is extremely solid. And all three of us haven't gotten in there at the same time yet. We need to. Yes. Um, it's it's just a game that we right just after, need to get down to. Right after I got it um, is when Rusty got sick. So we've just yeah. not had the chance. Yeah. Um, but yeah. yeah, definitely in lists. Well, and I was I was passionate enough about this game that I bought it for both of these fuckers for Christmas. So right, <laughs> yeah. No, it's... I mean, this game but lives you know up. That we're gonna play this. Well, Rusty was together, so. just getting money from his job and catching up, and Jason is in the middle of Christmas shopping for his kids, and I was like, I'm just gonna get this game for these fuckers. And I, and, we, I, and I thank you for it because and we I mean, thank you and it's worth every every freaking one of your pennies you spent right um I liked I, it so much you bought it three times 
It's in the list. Yeah. It's um, nice. We can leave it at that. Right. Um, and then rounded out this year's games. Uh, Eye on life. Okay. I haven't finished it yet. So I don't know I, how um, I feel about it. I like what I've done so far, but I wouldn't. Nothing about it to me screams game of the year yet. It's. Uh, okay. So I like Rick and Morty, right? I like it because it's it's funny and smart in ways because of Rick and Morty and the whole science background be, you know, behind, you know, Rick, right? It's smart in that way. But you just take that, you know, you take, you know, you take that voice and you throw it at games and it doesn't make, it doesn't, it doesn't work for me. You like, can't do Rick and Morty for like two hours at a time. I can, I can enjoy Rick and Morty if I'm sitting down and I can actually like get through an episode and then I can go on and do something else. Uh, but I was at, uh, Trover Saves the Universe or whatever the fuck. I played that fucking game in VR. And by the time I was done with that game, I hated his voice. I wanted nothing to do <laughs> with his voice. This game is that again and here here's my issue with it and this is why it won't be on my list and this is why i will not finish the game after five or six hours in the game the the amount of let's face it fairly repetitive jokes coming from the gun in his voice um, made it feel like I spent 15 hours in the game already. Yeah. Um, well, it's, it is funny. And I think if you, if you were to play it in short, short game bursts, game time bursts, you know, you, you take breaks from it. If it's in a, if it's in rotation where you're rotating two or three games in a week, yeah, you'll probably enjoy it all the way through. You just but can't sit there and play it all. The you way. You, just, you can't sit there and play it all the way through. I mean, it is bad. Enough people complained about it that that they patched a setting into the game where you can turn the gun dialogue off. Yeah, I mean, I, yeah. It, if you do that, they. If you do that, and you just that, end up with a mediocre shooter. <laughs> it's basically and that a, is the only real problem with the game. Otherwise, shooting mechanics they're okay. It they're not they're they're not revolutionary they're, at all. The they're not revolutionary. They're not, they're not are, there's like four or five different kinds of enemies, and that's about it. The bosses yeah, uh, are uh, are basically just they're like not horrible mechanics on repeat. Um, the bosses are genuinely hard, though. And I, I will give it that. It's just three or four mechanics on repeat. That's that's the thing. With the bosses, they're just bullet sponges with four mechanics that just kind of go uh, one, two, three, four, and then it right. just continues which, on. Which kind of harkens back to games like Metroid. But that's... No, no. It, it harkens no. back to Metroid Prime playing the bosses. No. Metroid Prime I, I kid had, you not. 
Metroid Prime had way better bosses, though. So that's the thing. you you say that, but they break down to the same mechanics on every boss. I get that, but they actually were built I, better. You're you're going to lose this argument, Rusty. Okay, you can you can go. <laughs> the best thing about this game so but, far for me is that I discovered a completely new movie out of this game, and I watched it in game on the couch. Um, I yes. I discovered Tammy and the T Rex. Yeah, because from this that's... game, <laughs> and watched it while on the couch, in the game, uh, including that the eight or ten minute commercial that was in the middle of it. Um, that apparently, if you sit through that commercial, you get an achievement. Um, <laughs> so I got the achievement for watching the movie, and that commercial. <laughs> I I can agree with you there. Absolutely. So, so um, but I is and, actually worth watching just because it's so bad. <laughs> but I in no way think that this is a um game of the year. I just Apparently, don't. You can you can watch Vampire Hookers, Blood Harvest, and Demon Wind in uh in, in that game as well so there's three other movies you can watch so there's that anyway um i was not i was not thrilled with this game at all um just because i i i, I guess just not not a not a not a royland fan for more than maybe 30 minutes at a time So there's that. I think it's uh are we are we through enough through the list that we can take a break now? Uh we are. That is uh the you missed, 20, you missed the one game. What? Nightmare Reaper. Oh Nightmare Reaper. Yeah, I can't beat the last boss. I did. You I marked didn't it, think you, I did. You marked it as early access. Oh, okay. Um that explains I, it. That is a roguelike boomer shooter that is good as shit. Um, point said, I want on the list. I like that game like crazy. Okay. Okay. So this is another like Proteus style. Yeah, but it's a roguelike. Okay. Gotcha. Very okay. fast paced. It's got like 150 weapons too. Oh, nice. Nice. I'm, I'm, I'm discovering it as, as, you, oh my God. Are you puking blood? Okay. All right, so there's that. <laughs> I, my yeah, brain is my brain is like, cooked. I need a break. Yeah, let's take a break. We'll be back, guys. And we're back. We needed a chance to stretch. I, th I have a stinking suspicion that was at least an hour and a half. It was a bit. It was a. It was a long. It was a long boy. Yeah, very long boy. But, nice. So, where are we at? <laughs> Just like, oh, where we're at. Bit. So, <laughs> you guys have heard some quick summary of games that we played in 2022 from 2022. Mm 
Um, and, you know, there will be further discussion next week with some special guests as to uh, what may or may not be Game of the Year contender out of there. Right. Other than the ones that we've already flat eliminated already. Right. Um, that said, uh, now, I think perfect time to talk about a lot of games from our backlogs that we ended up playing this year. As, as you guys uh, know from the last couple of years, we, uh, you know, life happens. We're not a media, we're not a true media outlet. So, you know, in our game of year, you get some, you get some flavor from yesteryears that we may have picked up and played late. Right. Um, we, we all have day jobs, and sometimes we just can't get to those games. Like Ragnarok for me is going to be, you know, going to be talked about next year on uh, next year's, I'm sure, because I'm probably not going to get through that. Well, I de- definitely did not get through that in 2022. So, well, you're also not working working a job where you can play games occasionally. Oh, hey, we won't talk about that. My old boss still listens. <laughs> You don't work for that old job. It's my new bosses, so shut up. Um, <laughs> no, so, it's <laughs> no. You're in you're in a physical office. You're busy twenty four seven. Right. No, I I I I may I may work with computers on a you know on a on a normal basis, but I can't sit down and actually play video games while working on computers. So um, yeah. Yep. That yeah, said, so we'll we'll just I'm, get right computer. into it. Right. <laughs> The commute sucks. It takes like an hour, another hour and a half of my day just driving, you know, driving back and forth. It sucks. At least so, it's a job. Yeah, it's a job. It's a really, pretty, so that's it's a really fucking fun job, though. I love this place. <laughs> it's great. I mean, you, yeah, yeah. You you showed us some of the stuff you've been doing at work. It's Hard awesome. Drive destructions. Is, it's pretty. Uh, it's. We, we we come up with a uh, with a lot of really interesting ways to save money, and one of them is to uh, break hard drives in half, um, with with uh, with things that we're not meant to break hard drives in half with. So it's 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 great time. It's a very hey, time. if it works, it works. It saves the company a thousand dollars. Fuck yeah, man! There three, you go. Three dollars a drive for somebody to do it professionally, and we can just do it in an afternoon for you know for free. Fuck yeah. Uh, I mean, I feel like there are areas of the country where that happens for cheaper, but hey, there's uh, there is actually. I was looking into it. If you if if we if we were um, a business in Florida, there's a place that would recycle it for free just to get the parts from the hard drives so that they can melt them down. Um, it's but, actually one of those places here too. Well, we looked and they and they actually charge. They'll take the uh, they'll take them as a core. Uh, but they charge up front. So, yeah, we didn't want to deal with that. Gotcha. Anyway, anyway, well, anyway, getting right into games, it. Not my, not my wonderful fucking job. Getting right into it. Something that uh, uh, definitely started very early this year for me. Assassin's Creed. I think you played that more than I did. I, I did. Um, did you get and I did. You did. I did. Okay, that that's that was a completionist goal, if I remember correctly, from uh, from la 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 la. It was. Um, 
I have a lot of issues with that game. Yeah. Um, I think I it's bloated. I have a lot of issues with Ubisoft in general, but that, whatever. That don't come from how fun the game is. Um, my issues with it don't really impact the fun, but um, I definitely think there there were different choices that could have been made to make that game better. Um, and ultimately, I really believe that um, Assassin's Creed was at is at its best in cityscapes where you're climbing um, where you're climbing where you're parkouring there's not a this whole lot is of not that. it yeah there's a whole lot of fighting um is, well i could not get into anything like I, I have not been able to get into an assassin's creed in a long ass time and I really tried with Assassin's Creed Three, and I really I think I think that's what burned me, is Assassin's Creed Three just 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 sucked, uh, and and I wanted it to not suck, and it just sucked. Um, yeah. Assassin's Creed Three is the last Assassin's Creed, um, where I didn't really have major, at least one major issue with the game. Honestly, Valhalla's um, not a bad game, but I think Origins is a better game, and the, the game Odyssey that came after that is a step backwards, and then Valhalla is another step forward. Yeah, they're, uh, Odyssey they're is just like not bloated consistent as, at all. Yeah, Odyssey is bloated as all fuck, but Valhalla is bloated, but not as bad as Odyssey. Like the things that you're doing are fun. It just that's like a 200 hour Assassin's Creed game. It, they need a fo- it would be focused for them to have a 45 hour game. And that would, that be, would a, be, be extremely a, focused. That'd at be this a point. great length for Assassin's Creed is forty five hours. Yeah, Ubisoft is all about oh let's let's get you to uh, to pick up literally every collectible oh, yeah, like an and an action blue. an action RPG like none of the choices really matter that you're making right in those games so right. it doesn't it's not actually as RPG it's just got RPG loot mechanics mm. so to me. Like they could make it a little bit more linear if that's the, excuse me, with their what they're going to go for, and like dial it into about forty forty five hours, and it would be about perfect. Like get rid of most of the open world activities, just kind of focus on things that are like quests versus collect hunts. You can't uh, kind of like a God of War. Ubisoft to get rid of their open worldness. That's the only way they play, make games anymore. That's the way they bloat their games. That's that's how they get the the metric is uh, our players played this game for six you know for sixty hours it must be good uh, no it took forty five hours for them to get from point A to point B on the map <laughs> it took them six hours to get through the the opening tutorial of the game okay all right well we're we're not talking about the stranding here but uh, <laughs> but. You know, yeah, let's let's close. Move. It does it. Right. You th- you is it an oldie or but goodie for you, Jason? It's an oldie. I don't know how much of a goodie it is. I gave. I really gave Assassin's Creed like Valhalla like a a four. Um, I've a decent score. since lowered. I since lowered that to a three point eight because 
I've had zero desire to go back to it at all. Um, and the one time I tried a couple months ago when I was kind of in a game rut, not sure what to play, um, I played for 15 minutes and immediately turned it back off. It, it's just, there's not enough draw in that game for me. Um, I got burned so out. you won't, you won't see it on any of my lists. Okay. That's for sure. Well, then it okay. doesn't go on oldie, but goodie. Right. Um, Ooh. Easy. for blood. Back, Back for, for blood. blood. Oh, we That's had some fun guys. with that. That's all yes, you guys. we I didn't, can I didn't actually play that. I couldn't play that um, because I didn't have good internet. And I didn't have good enough internet to play it. We had a lot of fun with that. We did. We just it for us. It suffered from uh, um, just. Not it came out at a weird time in in my family schedule, so we ended up only playing together a couple times. <laughs> yeah, and um, I played with randos a lot. Crystal and I ended up playing it uh, quite a bit together. Um, and she freaking loves the game. It this Back for Blood is the perfect successor to Left for Dead Two. I don't know about that, but. I will say it's a competent I think it game. is. It's a competent game but that's been overlooked a lot because it's not exactly Left 4 Dead. And to be fun, it really does need people you enjoy playing games with. And I've only gotten to play a handful of times with you and Crystal. Well, that's true. But that's also Left 4 Dead in a nutshell. Like, if you didn't really um, have fun with the people you were playing with, like Left 4 Dead 1 and 2 was not a game I was going to play with randoms online. Right? Right. So, uh, same thing there. Um, it's not going to be in my list this year, but, I mean, it is... If you've not played it yet because you saw the hate and you decided not to, it's worth a play. Worth a play. Uh, Bloodborne. It's a good wow. game, but I didn't put enough time into it this last year to call it a good game from last year. It is it is on the shelf of things that I need to play on the PlayStation. It might get... Um, there's a lot of, like, a lot of potential for that game to get remade this year in a proper upscale. Yes. Um, so I'm kind of waiting to see what happens with that, or if I get in a dry spell and I'm looking for a Soulsborne, because it is Bloodborne, right? If I'm looking for that style of game, then I'm going to play it. If I get too, if I'm I'm too tired of waiting for uh, Elden Ring to release a DLC, I'll play it. So, but yeah, right. no, it doesn't it doesn't belong on this list this year. I just I played it for about 15 hours and then called it good and got distracted by uh, I don't Things. even remember. Things and stuff. Right. So. Uh, then moving on. Yep. I know this is definitely an oldie but goodie. Control. Damn good game. That was my. I would put that against anything. Yeah. See, you, you can. I put it off for way too long. Until. For, uh, whole, for a while. Holy shit. That game is so good. <laughs> That's. It's an. It it's a definitely right? goes on the list. Absolutely. But holy shit, does it go on the list? It's such a good game. Right. 
that one just kind of like popped out at you and like, oh my god, this game top is five game really stories good. I've ever I've ever been a part of. Right, I I love that game. You yeah. know, after I bounced off a of high on life, um, I ended up picking up Control on Steam sale. I installed it. I'm a couple hours into it. I really like this game. It you'll it continue to with your brain in a uh, in a um, like a fucking X Files style. Oh, and it's the complete setup. edition on Steam too, right? So it has all the DLC. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, that's awesome. Yeah. The one, the one thing I picked up on Steam sale, it was that. It was worth um, it. That's worth it. Absolutely. I I think the game's great. Um, and then we get to one I played a lot of this year. I played a little bit Death, too. Death Stranding. I didn't play I enough like of that. Your but movies, I... your movies. Yeah, I mean it is. It's very very much like Kojima the movie. Um, yeah, but there's with, a lot of that. There's a lot uh, of actual this, gameplay. There is. Uh, if you like, uh, if you like that kind of gameplay, the, most of the time the 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 gameplay itself is the polarizing part of this game. Everything else about it is pretty good. Like the, you know, the story is very Kojima. The characters are very, very, very Kojima. Uh, and the direction that it goes in is, uh, is very Kojima. Like it's, it's got that going for it. Um, Norman Reedus is, you know, you know, is, He's he's rated very well in that you know in this game like every, you know it's it's perfect like if you're gonna mocap a per, uh, mocap an actual actor they did a pretty good job. Um, thing about Death Stranding for me is I got about halfway through the fucking game uh, when I was in the boredom. Like I downloaded the game before I moved, and I got about halfway through the game. Uh, when, uh, when I moved here, I didn't have good internet. So it was like, I just needed to have some offline games to play. Uh, and so I got about halfway through it and I, and I think I bounced off of it to do something else. Uh, and then I never went back to it, but I had uh, already completed the game once before. So, yeah, here's my thing. I reached the final quarter of the game. From what I can tell, mm. um, and then I bounced off of it really hard, and it's not because the game's not good. Um, it's just because but the game is long. The it's long, um, and the environment and the gameplay, the highly isolated gameplay you go through. Um, it it is one of those games where if you're in any kind of negative headspace, it can get hard yeah. to play. No, I can I can understand um, that because of the way that Kojima goes about telling a story. Um, yeah, it's it's not a linear story in any shape or form, shape way or form. So you have to be able to kind of follow along. And if you're not in the mood to try to like untangle the intellectual spaghetti, uh, then uh, then yeah, you're probably gonna you're gonna have a hard time with the uh, with the story direction. Um, yeah. But if you can sit down and finish that, 
and you haven't seen the end of it, you should probably like go through the motion and get, you know, and finish it up. Yeah. Uh, Cause the, the movie that you get at the end and I mean, can, you know, you need to have some time because once you get to the end of the game, you, you need to sit back and watch your uh, 60 minute movie. Uh, because it, it is, it, it, there, I, I will warn you right now, there is a fucking movie at the end of that game. Uh, <laughs> but it's worth watching because it makes, it makes everything. It's like the, the key turn. It makes everything make sense. Yeah. So that, that said, it will probably end up on my personal list. I okay. mean, it is a really good game. I just not quite finished it through cool. the vast majority of the game. Um, moving on, Death Gambit. That's a Justin thing. It's a really good game. I I am stuck at the very end. The very, very end. The very, 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 very end. It's a pretty hard game. Okay. It's a much better version of the original game. They remastered that game and retuned the game and redid a lot of the fights because it was hard in all the wrong ways initially. It's the best version of that game. It's a uh, almost the next best thing to uh, Salt and Sanctuary. If you have an itch for Salt and Sanctuary, it's a good game to scratch that itch. It's good progression, good classes, good combat, good Metroidvania-ness. Um... You can add it on there. We can talk about it later. I don't know if it's my best. It definitely doesn't beat Control, but it's it's a good game. Um, Demon Souls remake. Demon Souls. Is, Holy shit, that's good. It is a game that's I annihilated uh, that, that game. That you know, I have this game already downloaded on you know on the PlayStation and. Uh, it was one of the very first games that I was uh, that I downloaded as soon as I turned on my PlayStation Plus. Once I got Fiber, um, now I've only had Fiber for what a month and a half. Uh, so, so you so just if you've gotten this far and you understand uh, and you don't understand why I haven't really been saying a whole bunch of uh, shit about games, it's because. A good portion of my year, my about half of the fucking year, I was without any decent internet, and it took me three days to download a fucking game. Uh, Demon Souls was the very first game I downloaded once I got my internet uh, for the PlayStation. So to say that it is on the list to play again, uh, and it'll probably be talked about even next year, uh, that's that's saying something. Uh, I. Yeah, I liked uh, I liked Elden Ring enough to be able to be like, you know what? Let me give uh, let let me give the whole stack another go, starting with Demon Souls. So there's that. <laughs> and next, a game I know Rusty spent a lot of time in Dyson Sphere Program. Dyson Sphere Program. If you uh, if you're a uh, a factory. You know, you like factory games like Factorio and fucking Satisfactory and stuff like that. You know, Dyson Sphere Program uh, is it takes a uh, a different approach to it. They've uh, they've updated quite a bit to that game. I mean, sure, it's it is a ch you know Chinese fucking game. It really is very Chinese. Uh, everything is auto translated as far as like the uh, the 
um, the guides through that game. But one of the things that they've done very well, and you know, they've they've taken a lot of feedback from the player base. There's now a blueprinting system so that you can kind of copy and paste uh, your builds uh, and be able to kind of stamp them down and be able to do things much you know much quicker than you used to before. Uh, a lot of quality of life changes since the first time I played that game. Um, uh, it's a unique style of a factory game because you can have uh, you work with resources on different planets and each planet has a different kind of resource or maybe rich in a kind of resource so that you, you kind of have to terraform and go and explore additional planets and then set up an inner uh 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 interstellar style uh, uh supply chain so that you can keep your factory planets up and running with uh, uh raw materials uh it's it's very it's very good. Like what they did with it is a very good game. If you like factory games. Yeah, I have it downloaded. I still haven't played it, but it's on game pass now. Yeah, it's, it is definitely worth a go. It's, it takes a little bit to get going, but then again, factorio does too. Um, uh, but I think it's a little bit more approachable, uh, it's Factorio? a bit more approachable to uh, to uh, than Factorio is. Factorio is c- kind of difficult to get into. Factorio is overwhelming because it's you know there's a lot of shit you can do, whereas um, whereas Dyson Sphere program does kind of uh, funnel you into like a linear style progression, though it doesn't feel linear. You can do whatever you want. It's just to do this you need this right so you know that's that's the kind of progression you get so yeah it's a pretty good game i i, I like it a lot and ever slot um good ideas didn't go in there it's a if you get motion sick in vr this will definitely make you motion sick it's a full motion game where you also have a grappling hook and it's a like an arena style hack and slash slash shooter in vr that has random maps so it's got a lot of replayability and i've been getting those types of vr games i i played a lot of vr at the beginning of the year and that's why that was on there um but it doesn't it's i don't know where it's at yet and i haven't gotten back into vr because i've got such a backlog right now if you want to hear more, playing a lot of Dave the Diver. All right. Uh, Ghost of Tsushima. Tsushima. Uh, that's, that Call should him. be on the 2022 top 10. That's not that's uh, not a last year game. Oh, no, no, wait, no. I'm thinking no, of... No, no, Ghost of Tsushima is a last year game. That's yeah. right. Yeah, I know. I'm thinking of... Uh, what's the other ghost game? Ghostwire Tokyo. Ghostwire Tokyo. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah. Oh, oh, that game's excellent. I didn't play it last year, though. You did, uh, Rusty, right? Yeah, Ghost of Tsushima, I believe I played it this year. Yeah, was that's... Yep. Year? Or 2022. He, did. he yeah. finally played it this year. And realized game, that you should have played it when it came out. This game is excellent. There is, you know, I I had a... Oh. I had, This is as close to a perfect fucking game as you can get. It's one uh, of the best open world games I've played. 
it is and it doesn't feel it didn't feel needlessly open world if that makes sense uh like it it showcased the world you know was showcased in such a way that it does not feel like there oh this is a bunch of fucking empty space even though there was like a bunch of field right each each area was basically painted in such a way that it you could stop at any one point and just take a screenshot and it and it would be beautiful like almost anywhere in that game uh and that's that right there tells me that the uh the the art direction and the way that they had built that game made it so that it could be memorable for uh for years to come it is if you have not played this game it is worth every second you play absolute masterpiece fucking good game so <laughs> all right and then uh we have another one that uh i played very early on this year that i wish i'd played last year and justin eventually played this year guardians of the galaxy that game was excellent too this I, is solidly in my top fucking five i told you guys um, like, i brought i watched i played this game when it first came out so i i know i know where it's at and you probably can look back yes now last year and see what my score was for it um but yeah <laughs> It was this, pretty good. <laughs> this game is not a f- a perfect freaking five, but it's damn fucking close, right? Um, God, that game was just so good, so much fun to play. Um, you know, and I've even gone back and done parts of it, you know, throughout the year. You know, when I was, I just needed kind of a a little bit of an uplift because, God, that game's just so fucking enjoyable. And the dialogue is just fucking perfect. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, it made it in the, in the top 10 last year. So, uh, I, I was, um, I was initially kind of skeptical when I uh, when I first played it because it it didn't have like the you know the movie actors behind it like there was some subtle uh, subtle differences. That's exactly the reason that I was skeptical. The uh, the subtle differences melted away as soon as you realize that those characters are still the same. Like they're voiced differently and they look a little different, but the the core of those characters are still there. So Drax is still Drax, you know, Rocket is still Rocket. You know, that that's what needed to happen for it to work. And they did it. They did that perfectly. You know, Star-Lord is still doofy. You know, he's fucking like weird, but still works out. That game having the huddle system in the middle of it's kind of that's very that's very Very Guardians Guardians. of the Galaxy. That's that's your limit break. Right. That game's pretty good. So yeah, it's a very good game. I I enjoyed the fuck out of it. I'm I'm glad you guys did too. Moving on, uh, one I played a lot this year, uh, the new Hitman trilogy. 
Um, I never got into it, but apparently you did. Yeah, this is the one that I uh, that I flat out refused to play because it was broken up into episodes. Yep. Okay. It is. Well, they, um, they recently combined them all into one game. You can't even pick up one and two anymore. So nope. the Hitman trilogy is now just one game. That's interesting. Yep. And it is a great game. It's very, it's got all of the same, just for a lack of a better term, the, just the cathartic puzzle solving, you know, I mean, these missions are just one giant puzzle, right? Yeah, You're just you going to, through it, trying to find the best ways to accomplish it. You get to kill somebody um, by like dunking them in a fucking porta potty. Um, yeah, there's. I mean, there's. You know, there's defi- but definitely draws there's, to this game. There's also like bonus contract missions you can do. Like, for example, one of them is literally just him set up with a sniper rifle, and it's just take out all the targets. Um without alerting everybody and everybody running away, right? Uh, So it's just him set up with a fucking big-ass fucking sniper rifle, and you just go to town. Um, It's fucking... It's fucking... It's fucking fun. It won't be in my top list, because I know I played better this year, but it it is an extremely solid game. If you stayed away from it because of the episodic release, it's on Game Pass. Go play it. Like that's that's all I can say. Okay. Um, it's definitely worth the play. Um, this next game will go in my personal tops. Mm-hmm. Um. Horizon Zero Dawn. Uh, oh, so uh, going going back to the original, going back to the original Horizon. Um, again, this is a game I wish I'd played when it came out. I told you to play it. Um, I mean, yes, I to- I, I think I told everybody to fucking play this game. Uh, it it's. I don't know if the gameplay is uh the gameplay is not as good as Forbidden West. I think uh, Forbidden West has more um more options. Uh but it's still a very good game. Like uh Zero Dawn, I mean the whole reason why there's a Forbidden West cuz Zero Dawn was so good. Um for me the story behind uh the uh, the world was what got me. That and there is one very hateable character that kind of drives you into you know drives you through the game. Exactly, <laughs> and I feel like once you once you get past the point, uh, you know, the first couple hours of the game, which really serve as a tutorial, and you really get out of the. Uh, um the rite of passage event right 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 yep um, not a kid anymore the game 
doesn't hold your hand a lot. And I think that's in watching a lot of gameplay from, from forbidden West and listening to Justin. That's, that's one of those things. Uh, I think the newer game maybe got a little bit wrong is. Yeah. Aloy's a little too quick to go. Oh, look up there. Kind of thing, you know, there's a ladder here. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, bitch. I saw the ladder. You didn't have to tell me that there was a ladder. There's a ladder right literally in front. I can see the fucking ladder. (laughs) One minute while you're into the puzzle. One minute while you're into the puzzle. I think I saw a vent in the ceiling that you need to go to. Thank you. I was I was still looking. I'll, I'll get to it. Right, exactly. Or I know this thing exists. Hmm, maybe I should push this uh, push this box over here. I kind of wish I could uh, turn off where, those audio hints. Yeah, please stop. Where, uh, please stop suggesting things to me. All right. Where in the first game, you know, you you would scan some things, um, and it'd be, and it'd be the reverse of that. Right? She'd be like, "Oh, there's got to be some way to do this." Right. Well, this and then you you're left to find it out. That right. Gives you something uh, a clue that yes, there's something that you need to do with this thing. It doesn't outright tell you you need to pick up this box and move it to the you know, to this you know this coordinate so that you can get to the ladder so that you can get to the other thing. And that's and that's the that's the difference between the two games is that Aloy basically solves the puzzle for you and you just get to go through the motions. <laughs> yeah. So, so I, I think at least from my impressions, and this is only until I play Forbidden West, which I may end up breaking down and just getting it on the PS4 and playing it that way. Just do it. um, Versus waiting for it on PC. Um, I don't know. I might wait for on PC. Yeah, but that could be 2025. Yeah, I think it was about two years before God of War actually showed up. So, no, God of mm. War was 2018, and it came out on PC this year. No, it wasn't this year. I'm yeah, pretty it sure was. it wasn't this year. It was. Oh, my God. Uh, continue. Anyway. um, it It's definitely going to go on my list. The story was engaging. You're right. Um, the the side missions didn't detract too much from what you were doing, but at the same time, it left you open enough to skip them entirely. Uh, um, you know they weren't a must complete. Um, and exploring that world, exploring that world, the first time around, uh, truly enjoyable, and I didn't find. There wasn't a whole lot of dialogue in that first game that I found annoying. So, yeah, that's, that's yeah, there's a lot of uh, there. There's it's very good, like the reveal of the world and how it uh, how it goes about it. It's a very good game. Good start to a good franchise. Um, another game that I played this year that is a really good game, but wouldn't have been on my wouldn't have been in my say top five uh even if i played it the year it came out uh marvel's spider-man mm. for playstation okay um really great spider-man game like hands down best spider-man game 
mechanics-wise, original story, etc. This is the one that was recently ported to PC, right? Yes, this is the one recently ported to PC. Okay. It, it it was ported this year along with God of War. Right. Um. This isn't it. This is a really great. This this does superhero games so well that it wasn't this the one that had the uh, the controversy with the uh, fucking uh, water puddle reflections. I thought I think there was one Spider Man game that were like. Oh yeah, look at the graphic fidelity on this, and uh, and it had to, you know, there was a side by side picture of a water puddle that had a reflection of a building in the background, and then the reality, which was just a water puddle that was just like fuzzy. <laughs> yeah, I, 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 I it might have been. I don't know I if it was that or if it was Miles Morales. I don't know. I don't think it was Miles Morales, but uh, I'm I'm pretty sure. I'm pretty sure that's what I remember. I haven't played this game, but I'll, that's, that's I what either. I remember from it. That said, I real I I strongly recommend playing it again if you've not played it because it's a superhero game. Don't be afraid of that. It's extremely solid. The web slinging is intuitive. You know, this isn't like the the crappy uh, movie based Spider-Man games that came out in the in the aughts and the and like 2010 or something um this is actually a really solid action game okay cool uh moving on Nightmare Reaper Justin yeah that belongs to the list <laughs> that's all he's got Justin's to say like, about that I, uh, just to explain, like, there was a lot of exposition I'm tired it belongs on the list Yep, we're gonna talk more later but if I have to fight for it I may but it Nightmare Reaper oh that's the one oh yeah okay all that's right. not well, a last year game that's not a last year game that's a this Why year was game it colored last that's what year. I told you on the break Oh. I have no ideas. I have no ideas, but it is going on my. Uh, it's going on my. Um, uh, my that game has so. this whole like mini game where you pull up a Game Boy essentially, and you play. If you find it in certain levels, and you essentially play like Pokemon to unlock some like secret abilities uh, to level up, you have to play a quick platformer, kind of like Mario. <laughs> Excuse me, more in the, akin to like something kind of Super Meat Boyish. Um, it's very fast and frenetic. There's about 150 weapons. It, it's a very sprite-based shooter with a lot of lighting tricks thrown in for good measure. Right. It's very fast-paced, and it's got Andrew Holschult as the uh, guy behind the soundtrack. It's got a ripping, very 90s, piss and razors-style soundtrack. Like, it's... I love it. Um, okay. Yeah, it's... That game's that game slaps. Okay, all right. It's a it's a it's good it's it's of... it's one it's a very replayable boomer shooter. You could, I've got like fucking forty hours in it that shooter. I just okay. can't beat the very last fucking thing because it's hard as shit. I'm looking up the OST now. See, that's all I need. It's Andrew Holschult. He's very diverse. Oh. Uh, a medieval's another game he did. 
It's got they're all the all these have different. They're all nineties like nineties edge lord music. I'll just call it that because that's what I used to be nineties edge lord. So you know, gotcha. Not alternative. All the things surrounding alternative. That's what he specializes in. Well, another game you played this year, Justin. Uh, no Man's Sky VR. I don't know how you played that game in VR, honestly. I don't get sick in VR. Uh, well, still. It's better It's better in VR, but there's a lot of tricky tuning I had to do. I didn't play enough of that for that to be on this list. Five hours max. Five hours. I was wow. super, Damn. super impressed with what I played. Like flying in VR, right? Like it kind of gave me elite dangerous vibes. And then first person mode is kind of what I wished Odyssey was. Did Odyssey come out last year? Yes. Uh, and it yeah. broke the game. So, yeah. So yeah. If, if Odyssey came out last year, then that needs to be on biggest disappointments. Well, it it came out. No, 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 no. It did not come out in 2022. It came out. It was on the. It was the biggest disappointment of 2021. Oh, that's right. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Well, that makes sense because. Yeah, we didn't play it at all this year because it, it completely fuck- broke last year and we just never went back. Yeah. Speaking right. of which, I should have some. Uh, I like Elite Dangerous so much. I ordered some Elite Dangerous watercolors for the house. Um, <laughs> wow. Yeah. Well, I mean, I still use a, uh, an Elite, Elite I got, Dangerous background on my. Yeah. I've got know, a badass like Cobra that I got a watercolor of and then another one of an Anaconda. Um, right. entering like a, entering, entering a, a bay. Like I found somebody does some really badass stuff. Unfortunately, it's coming from Ukraine, so it's taking forever. Mm-hmm. Um, I've mm-hmm. recently discovered getting art on Etsy as, uh, some people have discovered. Oh, that's good. Well, yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I wish that game was, I wish I could go back in time. That's, that's the thing. Yeah. That, that game. Was I wish, I wish I could play. Horizons still in VR. Right. No, Horizons, if they had just left it alone and fucking, you know, left the planets alone, uh, Horizons was probably the, you know, the best state of that game. Uh, okay. And then. It's so good. Then and in VR, it was. The Odyssey thing. It was the. Uh, I'm not going to wax too long on this, but the whole mm-hmm. VR experience of Elite Dangerous after you figured it out was the most amazing pilot like space pilot sim ever i, I could still have, i could yeah. i could sit in vr for six or seven hours and never take the fucking headset off i like doing it so much right like i would wait to pee because it was just so fucking cool and also you can't pause so <laughs> well there's that but um yeah no i was i was so disappointed with uh when when odyssey came out so I was gearing up. I had everything set up to do the VR and then honestly dropped and broke VR. And I was like, oh, fuck, this game's you know, broken now. And never went back afterwards. So, sad. Uh, less sad. Let's move on. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to shed actual tears. Um, All right. Uh, Outriders. Oh, my God. I I played this no. game again because that was so uh so I downloaded this game during that period of time where I didn't have a great internet. So I spent 3 days downloading the game just to remember that that game is a live service game and requires you to have good internet to play it. So I couldn't play it with anybody else because my internet was shit. Um and what I did play 
reminded me that it's a game uh, games as a service game and not a good one at that so yeah fuck this game <laughs> fuck it hard um uh i'll never play that game again <laughs> and you put the x and yeah there you go there we go yep. all right uh pathfinder wrath of the righteous uh, yeah that's that's justin there's a lot to that game. I just put a lot of time into it, and then I didn't finish it because I didn't have a 300 hours. Mm. It's a little bit too meaty. Too meaty of a game for me. Here, here he goes. Pathfinder. It's, there's, that's a, if you got it, I got it on sale for the complete edition kind of thing. Like, there's still DLC being, I don't even know if you could. I don't even want to get the DLC because it's just so much there. It's there's a lot there, right? It, it's too long. It's there's too much. <laughs> it's too much. I can't do it. It's, it's like it's, it's like playing like fucking, it's like you're playing a D and D campaign almost. It oh. could take you that long, yeah. Like that's a game you could play for six months straight. I'm not even joking. Like you could play that like a second job. I could play that like a second job for two two months and not be finished. Like I played Horizon. It needs to be shorter. Um, I Somehow like it. It needs to have an end. Yeah, like uh, there's just too much. It's it's all pretty good too, right? Like you if, could play. If you can play like a single player MMO. Like, and it's not. It's not value. It is. It's, it's the best value. You <laughs> you spend seventy dollars on that, and I'm not even kidding. Like that's two hundred and fifty to three hundred hours. <laughs> That's that's a lot of gameplay. That's that's six full length games for me. For example, yeah, yeah. I put 180 hours or something like that into Elden Ring, and that was mm -hmm. two full months of gameplay of me pretty much poop socking it and not doing anything social. I know. I did the same damn thing when I so when I got it. Imagine adding another 150 hours to that. Oh fuck! I was. Do you see done. what I'm saying? Like that's that would be like. To, I can't I can't do that and do this podcast. There's too much of the game. You know, you're hear about Wrath the Righteous for Yeah, it's it's like why, listening to me uh, go on about Final Fantasy 14. Because there's as much gameplay in it as like <laughs> Final Fantasy 14 and getting into a raid. Like there's as much gameplay as you playing World of Warcraft and getting to max level and then mm -hmm. starting raids. Like there's that much gameplay in a single player RPG. It's intense. Okay. Um, it's just a lot there. And I, I like to be able to replay those types of games to try out different classes. And because it's so long, I'm kind of just married to whatever I got. And I've already got. <laughs> I'm never playing this game again. I, I just can't do it. So, yeah. I, games I spent too much time in. Right. Very big time sink extreme time sink I don't, I don't even know how i i'm looking up my gameplay right now my <laughs> amount of hours that i already sunk into that game because it's probably yeah how much too much time i put in you 61 and 0.7 hours last played august 3rd yeah it showed up in my you know like steam did that thing of like what did you do this year it was like my fourth most played game 
right? Nice. Yeah, that's that's nuts. But yeah, and I was just okay. scratching the surface. So yeah, keep going. <laughs> it, right. it overwhelmed another me. VR, another VR title for you, Pistol Whip. Excellent in short doses. Doesn't really belong on this list, though. It's a really good rhythm shooter. That sounds weird. Like, if you shoot in time, see, this is the difference. I'm pointing with my arm, and then I'm pulling the trigger. If you duck or you shoot in time with the beat, you get extra points, and it is pretty fun. But, yeah. Yeah. It's not bad. It's pretty cool. I got it for, like, $9 on a Steam sale. Project Warlock. Uh, that actually came out like three or four years ago. That's an excellent boomer shooter. Um, in the vein of Proteus. Um, yeah. Rusty's uh, showing a uh, scroller of holy fuck. Um, Project Warlock is essentially kind of like Proteus. Kind of has a similar soundtrack. It's got a very 80s themed soundtrack, if I remember right. I remember liking it, but it, it didn't stand out as much as the Andrew Holschultz soundtrack. Um, but it's a very good, it's, it's not very long either. I think I beat it in 10 hours and I, you can routinely find it for four ninety nine on steam. Like it showed that I played 127 games this last year, which not all of them added up, ended up on here. Right. Um, it's the one of the ones that decided to end up on here. It's an honorable mention, I guess. Um, but does it belong on oldie, but goodie kinda. Yeah. Uh, gotcha. Uh, Raft. Raft actually came out this year, or 2022. It doesn't belong on Game of the Year. It's got some issues. So here's the problem with Raft. This is why I need to describe it. So Raft has a slow start, right? You're using this, like, hook to grab detritus that's floating on the sea to help craft and build stuff on your ship. And then you land on an island, right? You got to figure out how to make the thing to give you an anchor so your boat doesn't float away so you can get on an island and gather more materials. It might be a little bit too grindy of a survival game for me. That sounds weird because I've played a lot of Seven Days to Die. I don't enjoy the combat loop in there because there is some combat as much as some other games. It's a pretty decent game. It's definitely not my favorite, though, because I can't get myself to get back into it. There's 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 some zen there, but it's just it takes really long time to really build up to anything where you're not just snagging shit off the sea and then avoiding the shark. Maybe my depression paid into it, but it wasn't good for my depression. You're alone on a raft. (laughs) It's not very good for depression at all. Mm -mm. No, sir. (laughs) All right. Risk of Rain 2, Survivors of the Void. I, uh, I, that's uh, excellent. That should be on the list. That's me and Rusty sunk a fuckload of time into that. There what was that, that like every other the, night that me and you play like three hours? Oh, we'll just do another run. Yeah, it was. It was it was one of the only games that we could play together with my shit fuck stupid internet. So um yeah, that game that de- definitely gets uh like gets a vote from me. For fucking That's sure. top five oldie book goodie. That might be top now, two oldie book. That might be number one oldie book goodie, but we'll get to that later. Pretty pretty close. Yeah, it is a very, very good game. Uh Survivors of the Void actually adds quite a bit of different uh uh you know differences to those runs. And for the first time, I think I broke the game with the um you know, with the amount of 
time I've spent in a run, there was a point where even with my 3090 and fucking beefy ass fucking rig, I had gotten down to like one frame every three seconds at a point. Oh, was it a, a missile a missile build? I was playing a missile build and it and something about the the build was uh so automatic that every second it would shoot missiles to literally every enemy on the map and kill them and if the map was uh of those blobs that split so every time i killed one of the blobs it split into two and then those would split into two and it was just multiplying uh, the amount of missiles that was going out. I did something to the order of, I think I broke the integer on the amount of damage that I did so that it was like throwing random letters and numbers in the uh, in the end text. <laughs> it was bad. Like, it was... There's, there's times that me and Rusty... The have, game. The, so you play through like Seven Worlds, Jason, and there would be times where me and Rusty were like, let's just go through it again, right? Yeah. We're 45 minutes in. Eh, let's just go ahead and do it again. And we just restart the run, just go through it again and get more powerful. Ah, let's just do it again. I think we did one where there's a three a three lap. Yeah, it was like almost two, two and a half hours, three hours almost. I think it was run. just like, we and just got to get done. I got to get to work tomorrow. <laughs> right. We was like, we just need to finish this at this point. It's excellent. I mean, the, the three times we played it together, I really enjoyed it. It's going in my list. It, it won't be in the top five. But it's going in my top 10 list. Yeah. I spent so much time playing that game. It was the only game I really could play uh, and enjoy for a, uh, for a good period of time. It's a, uh, Yeah. Well, the DLC came out last year, right? In 2022? Survivors of the Void was a 2022 release, right? I think the the uh, the DLC for it was. Um, I'm not 100%. I guess it doesn't matter. Like, it's definitely an oldie but goodie. We were playing a DLC. Right. Right. We were playing all the, th that's a game where the DLC just adds a feature to it. So it's not like you're playing a new game. Well, you kind of are, but you're not. Yeah. Survivors of the Void actually came out this year. Uh, so the, the, so the DLC came out in March. How come we, uh, we, we skipped the game before that, Jason? Uh, we skipped the games before that because those will be talked with our guests on. Well, I but, played a shitload but, of Risk of Rain. Or I mean, not Risk of Rain, uh, Ring of Pain. Ring of Pain, we did too. Yeah, yeah, I did. I've probably got 70 hours in that game, Jason. Or more. I may yeah. have played that every I lunch break for... We're going to be discussing it next week as well, so... No, well, no I, mean, I think me gonna... and Rusty are the only ones that played it. That wasn't something someone else added. Right. That was us. That was every lunch break no, from... That was every I lunch break it. from, like, January through April. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's and then time after was, it, uh, and it was also a game that I would wake up really early to play before I got to work. I was like, I've got two hours I can game. I'd wake up at six in the morning to play two hours of Risk of Rain before I got to work. Not Risk of Rain, but Ring or, of Pain. Ring of Pain. Yeah, that game. Ring of Pain is great. It's a very good game. Um, I've beat it six ways from Sunday. I I can yeah. go back to it right now. Yes, I could. I could too. I could actually like sit down and play that game. Right, you know, right now, it I, it actually disappointed me when they removed it from Game Pass. I know, so I bought it. 
I had beaten that game so much that you know that I didn't feel like buying it. You know, buying it at that point. But still, it's it's a fun game just to sit down and spend like a half an hour, forty five. Yeah, the minutes to the play. weird Five Nights at Freddy's Bird like turned me off to that game initially. Right, and that's why the weird art style kind of got to me at first, and I didn't like it. And then I started playing it because it was on Game Pass. It's like this game's really good. It's very. And good. then I beat my first run. I was like, I want to do it again. I scratched an itch, and then I got to where I was playing it like the third hardest mode. Right, exactly. Like, like the game was just, like it's fucking great. Yeah, you you just spend you know you you get some you know good starts to runs, and sometimes you get some really shit runs. Um, but that's just the you know the roguelike nature. Sometimes you can pull it out of your ass. Sometimes you can't. Uh, it's just it depends on how you uh uh what kind of build you're going for or what kind of uh what kind of luck you end up getting um or what kind of risks you're willing to take to get you know get better what we have better weapons and armor um but yeah dude that that game surprised the piss out of me have about how good it was jason what do you you had you played slay the spire right i think i think he did uh, I did play a ton of Slay the Spire. That's also it, like one of the best card battlers ever. It's going in my personal top ten. See, he's you know Slay the Spire is kind of like Ring of Pain, only you know a little bit more linear. Um, yeah, the uh, Ring of Pain is very nonlinear. Yeah, you can because you can do a lot of different you know go in a, a, a lot of different directions. Um, <laughs> like going to crazy secret levels very... that like go into a completely different direction before wrapping back around to the main run. Right. The Slay the Spire's probably one of the best. It's card battler wise. We're going to rank them. Slay the Spire's yeah. the best. Ring of Pain, Monster Train. And then uh, what's the game with Danheim in the soundtrack? Oh, um, uh, uh, Tainted Grill. Tainted Grill. That's the I order like in my Tainted head. I Grill a lot. Uh, and I would actually, I, I would say Tainted Grill before Monster Train. I'm not a big fan of Monster Train. Uh, Monster um, Train's just got, it's slightly better it, mechanics. It might be a little bit more, um, it, Monster it's Train better actually balanced. might add more when I have more of the, uh, like the, because you can have a, a major and a minor faction. And as soon as you can kind of combine the uh, the factions and get you know some synergies going, that would make that would make that game a little bit better for me. Um, whereas Tainted Grail just has, uh, you can you can get some you know if you get good at certain uh, classes, then that game just clicks, and I think that's that's kind of a what you need from those kinds of games. Some variety. Yeah, Slay of the Spire is pretty good. Uh, pretty good times. Pretty good time. Yep. It really is. And it's just, it's also easy because it's one of those games where, you know, I can go through rooms, I can play it for a few minutes, and if something comes up in the house, I can literally stop what I'm doing, no matter where. I can stop what I'm doing and uh, go take care of it and come back, you know? 
right? Yeah. So where are uh, we at now? Now we've got some uh, games that are um, in some form of early access, right? That were played this year. Um, we already pretty quick. We already talked about Project Lazarus, uh, but right. also we've got uh, twenty minutes till dawn. Actually, fun game. Every pretty, twenty minutes. Pretty fucking good. I think I've I, I've gone through, um, well. I've completed a, a a fair bit of loops, which means that I played that game twenty minutes at a time multiple times. Um, so uh, there is, I, I kind of wish there was even more content to the game. At at this point, it's very, um, it's it's very basic. Uh, but each one of those uh, each one of those runs has a, a a potential of getting, you know, you get the the right. Uh, the right set of shit for the weapon that you choose, and then you know, and then it's just uh, a lot of a lot of dead things happen at once. It's awesome. It just needs more content, is all. Yeah. All right. Against the storm, that definitely Against goes the on the list. <laughs> it's yeah, featured it goes on bleak. the list, and this is the uh, this the, is the early access. The, it's the early access game we talked about a little bit earlier. Uh, the um, the city builder that's also like a roguelike. Um, so that one definitely gets uh, gets put on the list. I want to see a little bit more variety um, uh, in the situations. Uh, you know, for that, maybe a little bit more flexibility in the uh, uh, in the building types. Um, the balance is quite good so far. And that, you know, that game is fully featured as it is right now. So you can sit down, play it. Uh, it just has some polish it needs. All right. Core Keeper. Needs more time in the oven. It's not ready yet. I know there's a lot of people that really like that game, but it gets boring fast. Uh, it's a top-down Terraria is what it is. But gotcha. it will be great. It's not there yet. Okay, Lumencraft. These are all you. Andrew. Yeah, another Terraria-style game because I was looking for a Terraria fix. Also, not quite there yet, but almost there. Not quite where it was when I played Terraria in early access, and then it was actually really good. Um, it's not. It's like three versions behind that first version of Terraria I played on Steam. It's pretty close. Again, it's a top-down Terraria is essentially what it is. Not quite there yet. Nasis. Another one of those. Mm -hmm. it's, it's very much that pretty damn gotcha. close to where it needs to be, but it's also, that's why it's, it's not there yet. It's, it's sitting in my early access list that needs to be played later. Right. And, and I'm guessing this is probably another one of those Planet Crafter. Planet Crafter is actually super more super close to where it needs to be. It, um, it needs more content because I beat all the content that was there. That's the one that you're turning. You're um, you're terraforming. You're turning basically terraforming a Mars-like planet into. Uh, you you start you literally start off and there's sand and unbreathable atmosphere and by the time I was done there was oceans and a jungle and breathable atmosphere and 
like fucking creatures and like it was pretty fucking cool. Um, and then it just the game kind of stopped. <laughs> I was like, what? I want to do more. This game's right. cool. And it, but you get there, you probably get there faster. Than you need to. I think I probably got to that point in about fifteen hours. Right. So it was it a really good. Be... It was a it was a really intense weekend that I played that game. I was like, wait, there's not any more. I'm not. I'm already done. I need to blast off or something. Yeah, this this or the map needs to be the, bigger. Uh, I need to do more to get to these next stage. I got I progress so fast. You go from one stage to the next in an, inside of an hour. Right. Basically, I made it's, it made it rain because I was changing the composition of the atmosphere, which then started water, which started small puddles that turned into ponds that helped start growing growth like algae. Like it's it's got some great bones, but it's just not there. All right. Songs of Conquest. I beat the campaign, but there's only about 15 hours of campaign so far. It's a really weird blend of civilization with sprite work and a turn-based battler and tactics ogre. It's a great blend, though. It's a coffee stain. Pretty sure it's coffee stain as the publisher on it. When that game's finished, it's going to be amazing. Where it's at right now, I just got through all the content that was there and then put it in my backlog because I was done, aside from playing random maps. And I didn't want to play random maps. I wanted to play core campaign. It's good, but it's, it's if you're ready for 15 hours, roundabout. Right. All right. Stardius. Pretty, Stardius is pretty feature complete. That one's the one that you uh, that you ended up having like uh, crew members that wanted to like you know kill each other, right? Sorta. Um, so you start off with a broken spaceship, kind of using a lot of assets from like RimWorld styled games, mm-hmm. but it, the developers extremely active. That game's patched like every three days. I don't know that the guy sleeps. Um, <laughs> But you start off with a broken spaceship and like you end up building the spaceship. So kind of like RimWorld is a colony simulator. This is kind of a colony simulator. It's more of a get your guys ready to survive. You've got a crew in cryosleep and there's a whole bunch more pods of suspended animation people than you can support. You slowly restart life support inside the uh, pods to when you can manage life. And then you run everything through AI essentially. Not AI. You're you're controlling robots essentially first and rebuilding structures on the ship out of the broken parts. And then you blast off and you start moving planet to planet, getting resources and you start getting resources from traders. There's just not quite an end loop to it. And I got through my first run on it in about 10 hours after I figured out how the systems work. It took me a minute to really figure out how to successfully get my crew to a state where they could survive. But the challenge of that and the ingenuity behind everything and how everything works is really, really neat. Um, I Like your ship's broken in like three or four chunks, and I got winches to start winching the ship together um, and then created like a power grid. And it's a really good early access game. Anybody could play it at any point. Um, I really like Stardius. All right. Our last one for the night, V Rising. 
Way Too Hard single player needs to be played with friends. I'm going to play a campaign with my buddy TJ at some point this year. So we've talked about it quite a bit. Right. Um, That's pretty much where I'm at with it, too, is it's just it needs to have friends. It's 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 tuned to have people do working together. And when you're he was saying when you're working together because he plays with his son sometimes, but his son's not as interested in it as he is. Um, he said it's really fun when you can get somebody to like help you with gathering resources and help you with the boss fights, etc. He's like, but because you can almost, he's like, it's almost like with cooperative play, like it opens up a lot of different opportunities with the boss fights, almost like a tank and a healer or a tank and a DPS, etc. Gotcha. So, um, he said it's it's not really tuned for single player, and I've played a lot of single player, and I can see his point. So maybe. When it comes out of the oven again, where I get a chance to play it co-op with somebody, um, I'll talk more about it. But it's not ready. Not in my head, anyway. All right, guys. Well, I think that's our basic groundwork. You've heard some of the good, some of the bad, some of the in-between. Um, right. Expect <laughs> a lot more discussion next week with a uh, with couple of guests. Trying to kind of shake it up a little bit, and you'll—that's where you're going to get our our main arguments for does it stay, does it not? Yeah, where it's it, all gonna where it's all gonna land, and I'm pretty sure that we're gonna get some unique arguments out of the uh, uh, out of the uh, the guests that we're bringing on. So yeah, we need a top ten, and we haven't even added all of their games that we didn't add, and we're at. Mm, we're at like 17 games right now that are on our top 10 list. The The list that we have for the other things will be really short, right? When we figure out our honorable mentions, it'll probably be stuff that was just wasn't quite as good. And that may be some of the stuff that we have kind of on our top 16 or 17 right now um, that we'll have to battle it out. But I feel like those conversations will go very quickly. It's going to be that top 10 and our personal top fives that are going to be, well, the most fun, I think. All right, guys. Well, with that, you can find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and twitter.com slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channels, youtube.com slash real tiltcast, and search for us on iTunes and Spotify. Subscribe. Find some friends of the show, Cabbage KBG. You got noquarters.net for the love of gaming bmfcast.com and tbgp.tv. They've already done a Game of the Year podcast. And with that, it's the end of the show. Alrighty. Peace.